Flask, I got a question for you. Shoot, my friend. Do you actually have a jingle? Yes. All right, go ahead and play it. I will. Right, and now. Hey, guys, I'm back. We starting yet? <laughs> uh, no, we haven't started yet. All right. All right. <laughs> Do it now. Now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast, episode 23. Episode 12. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Andy. Ah, oh, thanks, Greg. Welcome to the Broken Campfire podcast, episode 12. It's March 31st. This is our third quarantine cast. And uh, I just I'm starting to lose it. my goddamn mind. I just want to remind <laughs> everybody uh, in the middle of all this that magicians are not your friend. Um, that was true before. That was true before. It's still true now. Just something to keep in mind. I've always been afraid of them. Whoa, who's that? Is that a voice that we haven't heard since episode oh one, maybe? Holy, holy <laughs> What's crap? up, Cal? Yeah, it's, it is I. Hello. Hi, How you guys. doing? How's, how's Corona treating you? Uh, Locked up. Locked up uh, pretty tight in my no man's land full of fields. So basically status quo. All right. Yeah. Cool. We're also joined by uh, our King of Keeley, John. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing Great. well, thanks. How's, how, how have you been the last week or so? Between me and you? Yeah, sure. Well, and the whole... Yeah, yeah just, just me and you. Just between me and you? Yeah. I've been doing all right. Oh, well, I'll, I'll keep that a secret. That's good <laughs> not to hear. And uh, Flask, before you say anything, I want to hear a jingle. Jingle? We're also joined by our chief anime consultant, Greg, and I think you got and some anime topics to talk about later. Anime don't Jason forget Greg. also uh, the champion of the Veto Brain. Oh, I did forget, actually. Yes, our, our How chief anime right? consultant, and more importantly, our Veto Brain, Greg, as of last episode. Nice try, though, Andy. Nice try, man. Greg, how's it feel to don his brain for one week now? Oh, uh, well, it's a really tiny brain, so it's actually, like, nothing's changed. It's kind of oh. like I'm wearing, like, maybe a hat or maybe, like, a ladybug's right. on my head. A little brain hat on his brain. Why I sure hope, he, uh, sure hope he doesn't listen to this episode. Why are you saying this stuff? And we're joined by Vito. And that's, that's about it. <laughs> um, just not referring to me as my full title. Oh, sorry. We're joined by Exotic Vito. Or sorry, no. Vito Exotic. Oh, no, God damn. You ruined it! You ruined it, Andy! <laughs> it was such a dumb request that, like, it entered my brain and then left it, like, immediately. No, uh, no, go back, right. edit it, I'll redo it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, we're joined by Vito Exotic. Thank you. Yeah, my life's a uh, fucking nightmare. That sounds stupid, dude. <laughs> nah, it's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough. And, uh, alright, cool. Let's start with Cal. Cal, as you might yeah. remember from episode one, um, we like to go around and talk about what games we've been playing recently. So, uh, in lieu of that, or, or sorry, if you don't have any games you've been playing recently, then feel free to talk about shows and movies and whatnot. That's been keeping you preoccupied. You've got 11 episodes of content to kind of make of up course. for. So. Of course. Yeah, I got to right? keep up. 
Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep up. You know, uh, my my workload slack. Pivot. <laughs> no, but uh, my big one because it just came out recently, and we're gonna be talking about it a bit. It's gotta be Butterlord. Gotta be the Banner Lord, just because. Butterlord. I, <laughs> Yeah, I have been waiting on it for so long. Yeah, let's uh, let's maybe get into that a little bit later. So let's, yeah, it feels. You guys gonna have a like segment a big, on that? Maybe like a little segment towards the end of the thing, maybe. But yeah, I, I got a lot of thoughts to say on um, um, Lord as well. And I think uh, mm-hmm. so does Greg probably. Yeah. But is that is that all you've been doing recently? What, what were you doing before Lord came out? Uh, I've been switching up to a few different things. My, uh, my one friend actually has been, uh, working on this one game and I've been helping him out with it a little bit, uh, called Jump Off the Bridge. And so a lot of my times, yeah, it's like a small indie game that he dumped hours into. Is that like a Midwest pastime? I know. I know I'm kind of plugging, but no, what it's basically, yeah, it's literally this small little retro game that he made where your goal is to jump off the bridge but like he has all these different like actually really neat obstacles in your way and everything like that like uh and he actually just came out with like a content pack that's a bunch of levels based on um uh journey to the west Hmm, so he has like (laughs) He has, yeah, he has, like, one with, like, uh, Sun Wukong, and you have to, like, try to avoid it. He pl- it plays a lot like, uh, like, Super Meat Boy in a weird way. So. Wait, your okay, friend probably. made this game? Yeah. And you're, you're like, playtesting it? Yeah, a little and bit. It's, yeah. Called, it's called Jump Off a Bridge. Jump, Jump Off, off the, the bridge. bridge. Jump Off yeah, the I'll, Bridge. Uh, sure. Is that guys on Steam? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. he it got like really popular in China a few months back in, when he first released it. And in China, huh? yeah, yeah. Hmm. So cool. Well, good for him. Sounds like a mm-hmm. interesting thing. Maybe we'll check that out. That's cool. He's gonna give it to us for free. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Of course, for, uh, sponsoring of course. It on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, as I plug it in. The top review on Steam just says, Gachi Hyper! Oh, Gachi Hyper! Gachi Hyper! Oh, Gachi Hyper! Ah, Gachi Hyper! Oh, Gachi Hyper! keeps going. The Gachi Hyper time. Gachi Hyper Wizard. Gachi Hyper. We should have just talked about Banner Lord. The fuck? <laughs> no, <cool. laughs> you kept pushing me. I had to say Wait, something. Wait, there's there's another there's another comment that says like the same thing. What is this shit? The time wizard. Do you do you actually yeah. know what this joke is, Cal, or is this not a joke? Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of it because um like especially the time wizard thing because uh there's one level and it's like he has a few different levels where they're kind of like skill gaps and you have okay. to like train yourself to work up to it. And then the time wizard is like the final one of those. And it's, it's nuts because it's just, it's really fucking funny where he like, he put in his own voice where it's like the time wizard. And then you just hear like this, like fucking, uh, this nightclub music in the background as this old muscly wizard just like dances over and you have to like jump on like 
uh, like, jump on little, like, purple orbs in order to get, like, sickles and, like, toss it at him. It's really fucking wild. It's your boy Cody He's, Co- he's a madman. Yeah. Is he he's, Chinese he's, or did he just Oh, no, Chinese? not at all. Because no, it got he's, popular a, he's in a China. complete weeb. Well, things uh, get popular in China before they get popular over here. You know that, that's great. Uh, of course. We're like the last yeah. country to, to yeah, hop on. You know, on actually, trends. the Marvel Avengers started off in China, yeah. and then they released it and then dubbed a little it different. in English. The Mandarin was actually the main... He, he was, <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they changed it. What the Thanos that was the like American Iron release? Yeah. <laughs> now this game's got 85 reviews. Very positive. Check oh, wow. Out. Okay. Cool. Check it out. Especially if I'm going to get it for free. Of yeah, course. thank your friend for us. What's his name? Cody Penn. Cody Penn. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Alright, Cal. What else have you been doing? Yeah. Is that it? Uh... Well, besides that, just really, uh, really that and flopping between uh, a few different games here and there. I've been hitting up uh, Total War Warhammer 2 a little bit, but that's, that's about it. Who are you playing in Warhammer 2? Uh, the Dowie, the Dwarves. They're my, they're my boys. Wow. So, that's yeah. real interesting, man. Uh, Greg, I want to hear your comment on uh Wow, Greg got hot takes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, you, you got a problem with the Dowie? Well, I'll just have you know that I've actually uh, had all the Orc clans fall under one uh, one banner, and it was uh, my greatest achievement in that game. Hell oh. yeah. Big I thought you were going to say in your life. All because, green skin. All because one Orc bullied me, and I got so mad about it, I spent the last, like, the next four hours in my co-op game with uh, my friend. <laughs> we, I just kept paying the other orc clans to be my friends, and then we just melted this dude down. <laughs> Hell yeah. By the way, uh, Greg, I, speaking of which, uh, you're late on your check for the month. My check? What check? Yeah, the f- friend check. <laughs> yeah, dude. You owe all of us, bro. I'll... I actually pretty sure I paid to check to all my friends. Well, hmm. wait. Hmm. Sorry, as John said, uh, my 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 real friends. <laughs> uh real life friends. Yeah, real life friends. Everybody knows that the only friends that matter are the friends that you pod with. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Cool. But yeah. Uh, I don't listen to dumb dwarves, so never mind. Have fun, dude. No. Oh. Is that that yes. game with the, you guys were trying to explain to me the different races and they're all just like consecutively larger humans? No, I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <it's 400K. laughs> Maybe, oh, that was 40k. Yeah, that's yeah, it's thing. close. It's, it's in that universe. Close. Although I would never explain this to you, Vito, because I can actually I know I have your brain and your brain could not hold. Couldn't me. handle it. Yeah. Thanks for saving me the trouble. He's the one man who could speak on that in this podcast. I'll have you know right, cool. that. That's a grudge. Dude, we should play together. Yeah, we should. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, dude. Alright, Cal. Uh, is that all you got? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Let's move on over to uh, our King of Keeley. John, what have you been doing this last week or so? Uh, Nothing. 
Yeah. Is that, is that it? Honestly. Yeah, well, I'm playing more Exit the Gungeon, as I had spoken about previously. <laughs> uh, nothing new, you mean. You've been, you've been doing stuff. No, you, no, you... I've just been sitting. He definitely hasn't uh, playing uh, uh, Divinity okay. with his friends, for sure. No, no, Kurt wasn't on. Dead. Uh, I'm playing this on No, Kurt. nothing new, nothing new. I've watched, right, I started watching the Tiger Show, not not as impressed as other people are. Still, it's fun to watch, I guess. Maybe cool. if you like cats. I don't really like cats. I don't, I'm not a cat guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not. Cats. I'm it's not, about the people. It's. I don't know. This is one of the things I could watch and I never watch again. I, mean, you know, I watch a lot of documentaries. This one does not stand out to me. All right. Well, we're skipping to me next, right? I'm the next guy because I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, yeah. Sure, man. Sure. Well, what hang on. Before, <laughs> before we skip over to the video, I just want to plug. John, you have beat Half-Life Alex, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. I have on. beaten Half-Life Alex. Uh, a, a few brief words about it. I'll give you five. All right, I'll take five. Good game. Would recommend. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's jump on over to video to talk about his uh, documentary. Bro, I don't get. I don't get John. It, Next. It's a great show. It's got wacky characters. It has nothing to do with the cat. I mean, the cats are in it. I, I don't understand. He's just not impressed. And you know what it is? It's because he's surrounded by these people on a daily basis. It's just not interesting to him. Uh, you know, I, I come from a state where there's just normal, you know, grounded people walking around. So this fucking blows my mind. <laughs> I live in Boston now. Yeah, that's not where you're from, though. That's true. I mean, it's fine. It's just, I've, like, it's nothing... I mean, you see it all. I mean, anything. You look on Facebook, boom, people are posting Joe Exotic memes. Boom, you look at uh, you know, your your Reddit, boom, Joe Exotic stuff. They're the front page, I'm pretty sure. is. Uh, yeah, but you got to give everybody a break. We got nothing to do. That's true. And it right? is a pretty yeah, good show. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not if trying to be a curmudgeon. If it didn't come out now and everyone wasn't, you're one of those guys like, oh, everyone's hyping it, so I want to watch it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no I, I am watching it. I you I'm did watch it. I finished it. I was 100% on John's side until Vito said but we got nothing to do that's like, true. Oh, no no it, it is it is a really interesting i, I mean it's it. fun it is, I, I recommend watching it but i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't like uh you know i haven't finished it yet but my, my i want to start my is, intro uh, is my name's john exotic because <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't your name partner <laughs> right good point good point it's a fun watch if you're not doing anything go ahead and give it a watch all right, other than Tiger King, what else have you been doing? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I'll be honest. Uh, I've been playing Mordhau, new patch. Came oh yeah, out. patch was released. It's pretty cool. I like the um the new Mountain Peak. I like the new Castello. Castello is awesome. It's huge. So it's pretty cool. Uh, new Mountain Peak is uh inside of the castle is beautiful. It's really fun. Right. Um, new armor pieces are super neat. And they they in the, they to they totally um changed the skill or the point allocation system for your equipment like that was kind of a headache when i first uh, joined the, was that i had to go through all my classes and like retool some of their traits and everything because the point values have been rebalanced so all of a sudden most of my classes i had more perks not fewer yeah imagine being kurt with his he, the, oh, hundreds, he's literally got hundreds. a hundred classes yeah he, he does I, I asked him once i think he said something like two or three hundred absolutely insane yeah I, I have like 10 classes and it was just annoying to reset yeah. those but i felt Same. like i had more points to do stuff so that was kind of cool yeah that was cool i agree 
Yeah, the patch didn't make me better at the game, um, but I'm sure they're working oh, on it. That's the one reason I would have uh, wanted that patch, just to make me win. Yeah, they're working on it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's really it. That's all, all right, I got. cool. No big deal. Let's jump on over to our boy Flask. Huh? Flask, what Don't have you been up to recently? Me. In lieu of uh, gaming, any shows or whatever? Well, first I'll mention uh, I read a manga a few days oh. ago. What manga, dude? <laughs> all right, if, it's old, if it's old, out. I actually don't give a fuck. What'd you say? I said if it's really old, I'm probably not going to give a fuck. But what manga, dude? 2004. Oh, that's... Is that that's teetering. I mean, that's Why don't you read like, the old like mangas? 16 years ago. You're a new manga guy? Yeah, I'm a... I'm a Greg I'm is a, a new manga guy. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a new man. Is there really like a difference? Like you could tell an old one yeah. from, from a new one? No, is Greg it? is just a fucking weed. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I can tell. That's why I can tell, dude. Are you kidding me? I, literally how I can tell. Flash, tell me one and of those manga from manga, 2004. Anyway, uh, 2004, Emerging. Uh, it's only 22 chapters, so it's pretty short. Uh, it's about a virus suddenly popping up in Japan. Uh, and the people it spreads to and the people analyzing it and kind of the government response a little bit. Uh, but it, it it's done incredibly overdramatically. So they treat the virus like it's a villain in a manga. Uh, uh, they treat the, the biosafety level four lab like it's a last resort super weapon. So like we, we, we're, we might need to use that lab. Uh, uh, so like imagine if in the movie contagion uh which it kind of reminds me of every scene had the acting and writing of the reveal scenes in like death note it sounds kind of (laughs) dope we may have to use that lab sounds like uh reality is sometimes a little stranger than fiction yeah uh the main doctor guy we follow acts like he's never heard of the medical field before he he basically freaks out about everything related to the virus and the response to the virus. Um, the female doctor IDing the virus finds it sexually arousing. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. What was this called? Emerging. <laughs> oh okay, writing it down. Go ahead. Uh, also, the virus Take makes people note. explode in a fountain of blood. Um, of course. O- I mean, otherwise, sounds- it's. <laughs> Sounds kind of cool. Sounds like like Goku is like a, a a doctor and like Vegeta's a virus. So I guess not really Vegeta. In this uh, never mind. I'm not an anime guy. I tried an anime analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Frieza. I'll give you Frieza as a virus. Frieza. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh it so it's like almost sufficiently researched scientifically, but lacking overall in common sense. And there's a <laughs> stuff that doesn't quite uh, add up. Dude, do when when uh people who 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 like anime like you guys, when someone else says like, "Oh, I like anime," I love, does that like drive you fucking crazy? I silently judge it. I'm like, "Hey, what do you listen to or what do you watch, man?" And they're like, "My Hero" and or like some shit like that. And I'm like, "All right, yeah, you love that show." I like My Hero a lot, but uh, I'm just like, it's just like, not that's like Kino the, anime. Well, no, that's just like no, the one thing they watch. Like. It's like very mainstream. It's like, you're a music guy, so it'll be like, someone's like, dude, I am the biggest metal fan you have ever met in your life. And like, oh, what do you like? And they're like, oh, I like Seether. 
Oh my god, like, it happens, oh, to me. Okay. It happens to me all the fucking time. I you're hate like, it. Alright, so you. Yeah. It's I'm fine kind, that you I'm like what you like. I'm kind of a book nerd. My yeah. favorite book is The Hunger Games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. How it is. Right? It's like, is how Hunger it is. Games is a fun book to read. There's nothing it's wrong with book. it. But it's not like it. what I would represent the genre with if I had to pick something. Exactly. You know, it's, just... it, it's definitely something like if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, yeah, I, I really like uh, My Hero when you ask them what anime they like. And. It's just you kind of have to like look at them and be like, all right, is there anything more? Are they going to say a little bit more? Or are they just going to leave it at my hero? And most of the time, right? It's you. I feel like, that, I feel like that kind of thing always like, changes the time. with the times, though, right? Like, I feel like, I, and I've never been an anime guy, but like five or six years ago, I feel like that thing was like Death Note and like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, now, sure, now it's like Mind Metal Alchemist. Alchemist. It follows up with uh, Tokyo Alchemist now, Vito. Uh, also, the the another main the the main rule of any anime manga watching, and this is, I'll fight this to the death. You always hide your power level. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, wait, like if you're you in a should. group of people and they're like, "Oh, I've seen Dragon Ball Z," don't go over there and be like, "Oh, I've seen Hitachi Zo Taku, uh, 1962's <laughs> famous, uh, you know, someone." Just you don't you don't let on how much you know. You just let them talk, and you're like, "Oh, okay." See, very uh, I, I, I totally agree, and that, it, it gets me at work because, like, one of the dudes I work with, he's a great guy, but like, he he talks a lot about video games and stuff, right? And I I I don't. Is I'm not used, dude you I'm were not, talking I'm not about? used to. I'm not used to revealing my power level. Like exactly, I don't know how much work. game. They might think you out like a Nintendo or something. Uh, yeah, you know, it might come after your family. You know, once people know your true power <laughs> level, dude. Like here, I talk about. My power level is just like uncorked and it's just going all over the place. But like at work, people talk up. I hear people at work talk about anime, which freaks me out. Where I'm like, oh, why do so many people here like watch anime? Back to work. <laughs> well, that's they don't see that hammer coming. But uh, <laughs> like Greg, do you watch stuff? And I'm I literally have to be like, I'm like, yeah, I watch some stuff. Uh, here and please, there. Please get back to work now. <laughs> The idea of Greg, of all people, being reticent about anime anywhere is very funny. Dude, I actually have to hide it. Do I not want to? Absolutely not. <laughs> I do the not. same thing. I, mean, I do the same thing. No, yeah. It's just a rule. You gotta get to know I, people. I'm glad that some things like, cuts. like gaming is a bit more like mainstream and like TV shows and that kind of thing are pretty mainstream. So like there, there's still some like things where you can flex a little bit without being... No, yeah, of I feel like I games gaming... are still more acceptable these days than yeah. has become more acceptable yeah. these days than anime still is. <laughs> yeah, anime gotta, still like like so I many people anime I know just, like, has that just casually have a switch, just like casually play Switch games and that kind of thing. You know, like yeah, but you do run into the situation where someone's like, "Oh, dude, I love I love playing video games," and you're like, "Oh, okay, have you played like uh, you know?" Any, I don't know, anything that's not a Call of Duty. Like, well, I, I played the last Call of Duty, and I yeah. have Madden. Yeah. It's like, oh. Played played like, like, something like Dead Cells would be so foreign to them, their brain would explode. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I love FIFA. Yeah, and that that's one of the things that's hard to, like, talk about, like, the games or, like, that human we're really flat. interested in like, with, like, people you, who... Exactly, you yeah. You can't explain that to somebody who... It's, a, it's it's like a cultural thing, you know what I mean? It's like you yeah. played so many games that like you just you just take for granted a lot of like what a game is, you know. Yeah, that's why yeah. I just don't talk about these things in real life. <laughs> real people. I think we're still on Flask. I can't remember. Oh no fucking way! I just finished Toradora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah dude, still... I don't know what that is. Yeah, board still... <laughs> games are like that, too. Oh, yeah, we're still on Flask's manga thing. What, what's up, Flask? What else have you been doing? Well, that's the end of the manga, but uh, the oh, game I'll mention that I played is uh, oh, okay. The Last Guardian. Oh, okay, I cool. hadn't played that yet. Um, I played, it? obviously, the, you know, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Never played Last Guardian. How do you feel it ends um, up in the pantheon of those games? Well, uh, it is a very nice experience overall. Uh, I really like the world of the, whatever, you know, the shared world, the whole atmosphere and everything. Um, exploring it. Uh, the environmental puzzles feel very natural for the most part. Uh, it kind of proceeds in a way that uh, feels like you're figuring stuff out naturally. That's good. Uh, and it's exciting to explore the architecture, you know, sure. like the kind of the ruins. Um, the controls definitely made me want to cry sometimes. Oh, that bad. Yeah. Uh, and this game was released in like 2015, I think, right? So it's not 2016. That old. 2016. I mean, it had a long, like, Rocky it had a very story development, right? Yeah, um, twenty sixteen. Which fe- I, it's so weird that it was re- that long ago already. But um, you remember the weight more than you remember the release. Yeah, uh, but the controls were mostly frustrating because of the kid not being responsive. A lot of people complained about uh, Trico, the the creature, mm-hmm. not listening to your commands. But I found the creature more responsive than the kid. Because the kid moves like sluggishly and with like latency <laughs> lag, That's why I hate um, and and the environmental platforming is just not good. I don't remember man. it being this bad in the previous games. Man, that makes me think, Flask. I've been having this feeling. Do you feel like in the last like sometime in the last five years, like the games that were made five plus years ago just started feeling super slow? I don't know what happened, but like. I don't know if that's kind of like what you're talking about with like the. I the feel kid. like, I feel like there's a certain brand of games that tries to make the controls more realistic on purpose and thus makes them sluggish and laggy. Ah, uh, I get what and you mean. Sort of. Um, it's like a Red Dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I, I I haven't seen that trend necessarily in all of games, but in certain games. I For see. sure, there's there's uh, a trend towards realistic, quote-unquote, movement that just doesn't feel good to play. Um, so yeah, Trico was good at following commands and moving forward naturally. Like, he'd go where I would hope he would go most of the time. Um, the camera also just kind of sucks. Like, it clips through walls, and sometimes you're just up in the Trico's asshole. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> you can't see anything because you're right up in, in the there. creature. Nice. Um, in general, most of the deaths felt out of my control, like in an unfortunate way. I would just fall off of stuff or, um, miss a jump or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it felt a little bit of waste of time. Like the game was wasting my time a little bit. Um, and I, I feel like it got more unresponsive over time. I feel like I started pretty good and then somehow got worse. I don't know. That can't possibly be true. Uh, but by the two-thirds point, I felt like I was struggling with almost every interaction for some reason. Like, just get down the fucking, get down the fucking ledge. You shit kid. I mean, your get frustration definitely ledge. mounts and stuff, man. I mean, we've talked about it in the context of playing several hours of Rainbow Six Siege before, but I've definitely noticed that, like, by the end of it, like, even if I want to play more, I'm just playing poorly, you know? Yeah. 
You get um, fatigued. You do. You do. So maybe it's one of those games that you need to sort of pace yourself on. I think that's yeah. true, actually, regardless of I mean, with, the, that. with that, the story presentation I'm aware of in that game, I haven't played it. it that seems true to me. It does. Um, but I'm focusing on the frustrating aspects here, but uh, when I was done, I I felt like I had enjoyed playing it. Like right. the actual cool. the actual gameplay and the environment and everything are good. Cool. And uh, pretty nice looking. It's on the PS4. Uh, All right, cool. You got anything it. else for us? That's cool. it for me. All right, and our Vito Brain himself, Greg. Hello. What have you been doing recently, friend? Well, besides, you know, manga, which is all right, I guess. I've been Specifically playing. Specifically, new manga. Yes, I have a manga, a new one I'm reading. And it's called The Girl That Sees Them. Uh-oh. And it's about a girl who can see, like, ghosts and monsters, and they're all, like, fucked up looking. Like, pretty creepy looking. It's pretty good. Hmm, yeah, cool. But, um... Damn, I lost my train of thought. There it is. Uh, other than that... You saw I'm, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, dude, I have to keep looking down. I'm there, there it is. I'm terrified of the, the spider showing up again. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing World War Z and uh, Mountain Blade, Bannerlord, which are fun. I like World War Z a lot. Yeah, and, I, uh, I, I had a few words to say about that. I don't know if you have more well, yeah, to say about the game. That. Uh, I think the game is kind of the game is surprisingly fun. Like I looked up the reviews before we grabbed it for free off the Epic Game Store, and it was like around seven out of ten, which is pretty borderline, I think, um, as far as video game journalists how they review goes. But I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it for a while while we played it. It's got cool locations. I I really enjoy those moments that it forces us to like put up defensive structures and like work together to build to defeat the hordes. Um, a lot of it, though, at least in my opinion, like the, uh, a lot of it can just be described as like a somewhat more bland Left for Dead in a cool setting. Yeah. Like forgettable characters, forgettable special infected. Like literally all the special infected are just l- less memorable versions of the Left for Dead special infected. That's what it looked like to me when I was A lot. Watching. And it's yeah. weird uh, because, so I got the game when it first came out. And a yeah, lot of it, like, how much has it evolved? It has, I was going to say, it's changed a lot. There's like, like Tokyo, I think, has like an extra level on it. Uh, there's, I think, that exploding guy and the uh, dude who spits on you. They weren't in the game at all. Mutators mm. weren't in the game, so they've added like a decent amount of stuff. Cool. I'm definitely interested to play more of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I mean, I think uh, I would have felt sour if I paid sixty dollars for it, maybe, but for free off the Epic Store, like hell yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I think it was like only thirty bucks on the Epic Store. Oh, okay, cool. Have you guys yet stopped calling this the uh, the special zombies by the special infected names from Left 4 Dead? Oh no, I only <laughs> no, of course I just, I just well keep no, I mean, that one I, thing, the I, creeper. I don't even think I call any other brother names. They're actual. Yeah, names. actually, yeah, he's right. Like the the one that's the hunter, basically, which is the creeper. Well, hmm. it's the creeper in. War, War oh yeah, Z. I that, guess I did witness that. That's change. the only one that we really need to like call out. Otherwise, it's like oh gas guy. Oh, yeah, big guy. Go gas guy, uh, big man, and then we just kill them instantly and they're done. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe we should bump up the difficulty at some point, but didn't we try that and we got fucked? Yeah, and we got just smashed almost. Yeah. It seems like you guys were being challenged. <laughs> I'd like to do some of those mutators. All right, well, it looks like, uh, looks like John's power just went out, so he'll maybe join us later on. Sorry, guys, we're in a... We're in a podcasting studio all in a 5x5 five five room, but John's quadrant of the room uh, is run on a separate circuit. It just and keeps shut in. down when the power goes out in certain section. Floor, uh, it's actually very disconcerting. <laughs> There's just giant There's just like, a just corner see, like, that's a, dark. Giant metal shutters shut down. Rain slowly splashing just on Stop. that side of the room. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Yep, there it goes. Anyway... All right. Yeah. I'm just, anyway. gonna, I'm just gonna keep going on with my rank. He's gonna miss like a good part of it. He might like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I played Mountain Blade, Bannerlord with Kurt. That was uh, very funny. I'll I'll give it that. Like I played some Mountain Blade, like the first one, when I was younger, and mm-hmm. then playing the multiplayer with Kurt was like, it was interesting because I'm really bad at Mordhau. But like this game, I was like kind of keeping my own on it. Oh, cool. I was like, oh, all right. I'm pretty good at this. The only issue I had was that I was constantly being knocked to the side by people on horses. They weren't killing me. They were just knocking me over, and then people would run up and just start stabbing me. On the <laughs> that happens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, it. That's a great way to describe Mountain Blade combat, is that it's it's like a watered-down Mordhau. Yes, with the yeah. occasional being knocked to the ground. I got mixed feelings <laughs> on that myself. But I haven't played the single player yet. I might do that, like, I don't know, later this week. But uh, to, uh, I guess today, to uh, ward off the uh, craziness of being, uh, of this corona craziness, I'm playing Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Not really that far in it, so I can't really say anything about it. But it's pretty cool. And, uh... I went into the uh, shady underworld uh, today, or I guess the last two days of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so there is a, uh, so there's a thing in Animal Crossing. They're called every Sunday, a little pig will come into the town and will sell turnips. And these turnips, it's called the stock market, the uh, S T A L K market. Ooh, nice! I oh, like that's, that that's and weird. every week. Or every week, she, every Sunday, she comes to town and will sell turnips at a price. And then every other day, like Monday through Saturday, you can sell the uh, turnips in the morning or the afternoon to the shop, and they sell for different prices. So you want to sell them. Basically, you can get like decent amounts of money on certain things. Like for me, uh, I think they were selling at my shop this morning when I got up and checked. It was like. 100 bells and then when i went and checked this afternoon it was like 40 bells i was like all right fuck that but i bought them for 98 so i was like all right let me see if i can find something like you know somewhere to sell this Mm -hmm. so i went online to uh to a a cd website and i found (laughs) proceeded to practically go down a rabbit hole of a website where people are selling they're like hey my my uh they're selling my turnips here for 500 you just need to give me a nook like 50 nook tickets and i'm like holy shit why would i do this <laughs> it's just so uh i was like i found one and the guy was like hey if you guys want to sell your tickets you could sell or no, your tickets 
you sell your turnips here, just put in the code and uh, get in the queue or whatever. So I'm like, all right, that works. I'll sell these for like 400. So I get in it and I land my plane there. And it is literally like a queue of seven people waiting <laughs> single file line. And I'm waiting like while people are selling their stuff to get into the shop and like go like, leave the island. <laughs> Damn. But uh, like in the middle of it, people are just like cursing each other out. Like I, I, jo- <laughs> like, I joined one island before this. And it, I must have seen like, like I saw racial slurs. I saw people like coming up with like shirts on that like said like, Fuck, just like fuck you oh, and fuck. just crazy shit on it. Now that's just funny. Yeah, dude. But people are like running around, like stealing stuff from people's island. Like one of the guys was like, "Hey, someone, whoever it was that got into my house and stole all my turnips, can you send give them back, please?" And everyone just shit on him. They were like, "Shouldn't have left them out, you stupid asshole." <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, oh, honestly, oh. though. It's kind of asking talk. for it if you ask. But I'm me. like, yeah. Like, Don't walk up me. your turnips, man. I went. I started selling my turnips, and like, I wanted to check a price on this one village I went to, and they were like, like 130. I was like, oh, that's pretty. Good. That's all right. And this guy was like, asshole, get the fuck out of the way. I want to sell. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? So I left that, and then I ended up selling my turnips on another island for like 400 something bells. And I made a shit ton of money, and I paid off one of my house loans. I love that story, <laughs> dude. It's it's fucking wild. Like that game I have, sounds great. It kind of makes me want to get the game. Yeah, like I'm just gonna seedy underbelly of uh, Animal Crossing. Government's gonna crack down on this shit. So that that, that sounds awesome. And as a just a highlight, I don't know if this is the way you've been playing, Greg, but I've been one thing that really made me interested in the game is something I was reading online. So people were talking about how the game is like such a rare game and that it's made for you to play it for like two hours a day. That's my, that's my, at most, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It's wild. I mean, I play it for, I just keep it like literally while we're doing stuff, like you guys can always hear it. It's on in the background because I'm just like, I'm like either like fishing, like I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm not really playing the game. It's just like on in the background. Right. But uh, every Animal Crossing game is it like a forever game? Yeah, it's basically a forever game. But uh, one more thing with those turnips. Apparently, oh, wait, uh, did, did did turn it? Did the turnip thing um, exist in previous games? Yes, yes, it did. Okay, I was gonna say I thought I recalled that being the case. And if you like time travel, like the turnips will die and all that. It's it's wild. <laughs> it's just it's a crazy system, and it's like really funny watching it like play out. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, cool. it's a crazy world. Cool. You been doing much uh, fruit trading with the boys? Uh, yeah. Who the hell did he gave me stuff? Uh, Spirit Eric, gave I me think? stuff, and yeah, Eric gave me stuff today, or I gave Eric Paris today. But uh, Spirit gave me uh, apples a few days ago, and he was like, "Hey, can you get me oranges?" <laughs> and <laughs> I fuck. I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, dude." But I had already sold my oranges on my island. So I went and talked to my friend Liz, and I was like, Liz, send me your fucking orange. I started screaming at her to send me oranges, dude. So uh, he got them from uh, verbal abuse. That's he awesome. Be, uh, he should be happy about that. Real nice. That's awesome. And, you got uh, anything else, Greg? Oh, uh, no. That's really it, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Oh, wait, no. I beat Alex. I beat Half-Life Alex. That was really good. Yeah. Right. 
I have uh, a, if I had in John's five words, I have a six words. All right. Really good Go game. Would recommend. Um. Friends. <laughs> You get one more. <laughs> I, was like, okay, there you go. I was like, oh shit. Just yeah. say you stole the exact same fire. Like, any, no, well, that's not the same, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to do a um, little thing where you guys would maybe both talk about it a bit. So let's try to hold off on that for now. That's uh, fine. See if John gets back on. But if not, we'll get your thoughts on it maybe after the break. All right. So. Like you were talking about, I've been play, or I played a bit of World War Z. Fun. I I started Ori in the Blind Forest. Has anyone here played it? Not I've heard yet. of it. Okay. Well, I started it because it's on Game Pass, and Ori in the Will of the Wisps just came out. Ori in the Blind Forest is the first of the two. It's mm-hmm. uh, I th- I'm not that far into it, but I think it's a build as like kind of a. It's in the class of Metroidvanias, but much more platforming, to my understanding, than typical Metroidvanias. Um, all I gotta say about it so far is dope ass artwork. It's like a really cool, comfy game. Like it's a game where like I start playing it and I feel bad that I'm not as comfortable as I could be. It's like a game <laughs> where like I go and get a pillow for my chair, I get my blanket, you know, I get turn turn out the light. It's a very very comfy game. Mm-hmm. And That's uh, good to hear. yeah. That's the real plus side. I've only played about an hour. The real negative side is that after, you, like, maybe it's just 2020, maybe it's just me. Um, but it feels really weird to go back to a Metroidvania, one of these types of games, a platformer, where you start with literally nothing. Like, you can just run and jump. And those are the only movement tech you have. And the run doesn't feel very, very fast, you know? And, like, within the first 30 seconds of the game, you already see, like, Oh yeah, I need the wall jump for that. Oh yeah, I need the double jump for that. You know, like that that progression of like unlocking those movement abilities just feels I don't know. It feels a little slow when like you start with absolutely nothing. I look back. Well, I that's look how at, like Hollow Knight was. Well, no, I was going to say I look at Hollow Knight and Hollow Knight had the uh, like from the very beginning. Like yeah, you just had the run and jump, but also you had the pogo thing. You had like the little jump pads and like the little things that like accelerate your movement. You know. Uh, maybe Ori will have more of that stuff, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but slow start, but visually impressive. So I'm interested, you know, more interested than yeah. not. Okay. Update on Dead Cells. I beat the first round of difficulty of the game. Nice, dude. The way the game works is that you beat the game, like you beat the final boss, and you unlock uh, what's known as a boss cell in. A boss cell is basically just like another difficulty. And there's five boss cells. And when you beat the game on the fifth boss cell, you get to like the real final boss. So I'm on one boss cell now. And like, man, that game like inspired a whole lot of thoughts in my head about like how you like take the same progression loop, make it more difficult, like adding a hard difficulty and then still make it interesting without just doing the lazy thing of giving the enemies more damage and giving you less health. Oh, is that what inspired? Yeah, actually, yeah. Your so I some thoughts. Yeah, so I have some thoughts. Maybe we'll talk about it later, about difficulty and that kind of thing. Uh, but Dead Cells kind of, in my opinion, like really exemplifies like a great ramp in difficulty. Each new boss cell adds n- not just like strong enemies, but new enemies with different movesets. Uh, different challenges you face along the way that are unique to that difficulty. 
sorry, that are unique to that difficulty. Uh, feels very fresh and very well intentioned and smart. I like it a lot. Cool. Then, then, uh, so I watched all of season one of The Watchmen. Have you gone around to watch any of that yet, Flask? No, not yet. Okay. So I actually I'm wrote not at your beck and call. I wrote my <laughs> thoughts down, like almost like verbatim what I'm gonna say, because I, I wanted to try to present this show without spoiling anything about the show that I think like you just need to see to, to experience. Uh, mm. but before I start though, like uh Flask obviously, but who else here has read The Watchmen? I have. Okay. Um and I've only I've only uh, read up on summaries on what happened, so I know what the general like Dude, plot lines of how on. it goes, but I haven't even seen it. And oh man! Everything that I've read, I've been like, like there's like one episode where I'd be like, "Huh, okay, that's interesting," and then another episode where I'd be like, "That's dumb." And I like I I just keep flipping back and forth on it. So I'm I, like, I understand I why you say that, but like it, it's it's definitely something that has to be seen, you know. Okay. It's okay. Like That's it, fair. It, th- yeah, it's definitely something that has to be seen. I I understand what you mean by that though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want to spoil anything. But I'll I'll just get on with my thing. So Watchmen is Damon Lindelof's attempt to adapt the classic graphic novel in 2020. In my opinion, it's a fantastic watch, even if it's a tad uneven by end, and like easily my favorite show of 2019. I think it's most oh, wow. enjoyable yeah, if you have a healthy appreciation of the source material, though it's certainly watchable and enjoyable if you don't, in my opinion. Uh, just a quick comparison for Vito, I guess mostly. It's far, far easier to like get the world without reading the source than, say, The Witcher. Hmm. What I love most about The Watchmen is that it's not just a simple adaptation or a continuation of the graphic novel. It doesn't set the clock forward 30 years and ask what Dr. Manhattan is up to. Rather, it takes the idea of The Watchmen as a subversive hero story set in the backdrop of the Vietnam War, the major social issue at the time the graphic novel's release, and it brings it to the modern day with this new cultural backdrop of race relations in America, specifically Tulsa. And in that way, it feels like a genuine artistic attempt to stage the Watchmen in the modern modern day, rather than like a soulless grab at an iconic franchise. That's kind of what you have to do, right? Yeah, because like like you were saying, like a, a direct sequel would just be, ugh. yeah. And <laughs> you know, I you you can't just and and that's the thing, man. Like it it would be so easy to make the Watchmen where you just ask like, oh, okay, cool, what's What's Dan Dreiberg doing 30 years from now? What's what's Lori Blake doing? You know? Hey, what's Andrew Adrian Veidt doing? And oh man, they're all <laughs> looks like the Watchmen gotta get back together for to save the world again. You know, like it could have been so easy to do something like that. And the fact that like they take it to a brand new direction, um, and but still try to preserve like the thematic oomph of the Watchmen. Um, even as I said, like it doesn't quite nail it, but it it's close enough that I very enjoyed it um in fact <laughs> in fact the first episode <laughs> is like almost entirely unrecognizable from the world of the comic we get embroiled deeply in this violent race conflict following these new masks and characters for the most part though i, I do want to highlight that jeremy irons as adrian Veidt is has a fantastic plot thread to follow throughout the season throughout the series that's what i've heard was his was one of the best 
parts of that. Um, uh, him and yeah. uh, Lori. Right, uh, Lori Blake. Yeah, she she she's a good character as well. Um, the protagonist is uh, Detective Angela Abar, and she's this uh, detective in Tulsa, played by Regina King. And in Tulsa, the police department is prototyping this new policy where police officers remain masked. And her masked identity is a superhero known as Sister Knight. But because she's like an official detective who's wearing the mask, it's like this pretty cool contrast to like the masked vigilantes that you see in the original story, which were all about vigilanteism and, you know, the law is wrong. And uh, the thrust of the story is that her partner has just been murdered by members of the white supremacist organization, the 7th Cavalry, and she's tasked with solving the murder while dealing with mysterious forces from Tulsa's past. But, wow. So, yeah. That's I, really uh, cool. I, I, I do like the, uh, the, the conceit that law enforcement is masked. Yeah, it is cool. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and it it makes sense that in the way the show does it, where you you understand that like if there's one city that has to have law enforcement that's masked, it's Tulsa, and in Tulsa that's you know that's where the story happens. It, what I'm trying to say is that it's not just like a a throwaway can see like the sh- the world building of the show is very impressive. I, I even if I don't completely agree with all the, the direction of everything that things went, especially towards the end, like I highly, highly recommend the show. I had no faith in it to begin with, but I guess after all of this, it's and and I think I, that's short. That's that's a good point. I actually want to mention is that like maybe the reason why I'm so excited about this is because I had less than no expectations. I expected it to be bad going into it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, my that's hype fair. might even be more than. Uh, how I'll feel more than it's propped up week. or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I get you. Well, as soon as I'm done with Tiger King, probably a much better show. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh, the last game I've been playing recently is, uh, mountain blade butter Lord, And this is where I'm going to kind of talk about, um, one of my talking points here that I carved up for us is uh, development times. And what I kind of wanted to ask is a few questions about uh, the new Mountain Blade game. Um, what happens when a game takes forever to release, but it doesn't feel like the content matches the development time? And should we judge that game based on the product alone, based on the experience that we have playing it, or you know, is it fair to judge it more harshly for taking a while to make? And I thought about this because I bought Bannerward yesterday, and I'm enjoying the hell out of the game, and I'm not at all regretting our purchase or anything. But, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and I think... I said at the time that if the game was just a warband, like just a pretty version of warband, I would be satisfied. And all I can say about the game is that I am exactly satisfied. You know what I mean? At least so far, it, it is. Mm-hmm. It is in every way just like a advanced version of warband with uh, all the gameplay mechanics have been pretty much touched up. Like better UI, the game looks a lot prettier, but. It feels like five or years of work at most. It feels like a game that should have came out in 2012. And that's not to say that the game feels dated already, uh, though in s- some parts of it, in my opinion, do. But it it feel you know, you got to wonder, like, why, what the hell happened? Like, why did this take so long to make? Especially where 
you run into things like this game's in early access and they've said that stuff like the text and all that are just placeholders, right? And yeah. one of the things you can do in the campaign to get money is um, take prisoners and sell them at this guy called the Ransom Broker. It was in Warband as well. And I'm not shitting you, right? When you in in Mountain Blade 2, a game that came out 13 years after Warband, if you go to talk to a ransom broker, it is the exact same dialogue, the exact <laughs> same, the exact is, same dialogue yeah. tree to speak with a ransom broker, and it's like a nothing NPC, like it's not an important character, it doesn't really matter, but like the, it just, it just feels the the way I, I kind of explain it is that like I put five or six hundred hours into Warband, and playing Banner Two is almost, almost just like picking up. Warband again, like one of my old saves, you know, like it, it is a substantial upgrade, but it's not like a 13 year substantial upgrade in my opinion. And, uh, it's, it's funny because I believe on one of the previous episodes, I was like, well, all it really needs to be is just like, yeah, exactly. A a new version of Warband. Yeah. Honestly, they, they, (laughs) but when you get that, it's like, uh, it it just feels like it's like missing like a like the and like an oomph or something i don't know i don't know how are you feeling about cow i've been talking a lot well no it's it's fine um uh it definitely for me like mountain blade warband is like my second favorite game of all time maybe even first they're kind of tied but it's uh looking at it design wise you guys said it right it it definitely feels like the a lot of the exact same just touched up but i definitely feel like uh there are some there are still some problems and stuff like i have come across some bugs in my little bit of time where i've seen and it it almost feels right. like yeah why you That's guys have crazy. had about a decade to do this oh, I'm, I'm seeing bugs on release and like i've sure, seen very little release. bugs myself but it's worth mentioning that there are like they released a patch today that had like two dozen crash fixes. Like they <laughs> the game is in, in, in an incredibly poor state for being an early access game of a game that's been in development for a decade. It's wild. Uh, a but, game but, but, but I mean, I it's, it's, to... it's, it's a complete, like th- that being said, you know, if they fixed oh, yeah. all the bugs and everything, I would, I would say that the experience feels pretty much just a little, just warband, but better, you know, like it, as an early access thing, it's mostly a complete title. As most of the features of Warband and some new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. A game that I feel like that kind of closely like resembles like from uh, development time to release and kind of matches like how it happened. I feel like there's a lot of connections to be made between Bannerlord and Stalker: uh, Shadows of Chernobyl, because uh, that one had a very long a very long date where they were developing and trying to work on that game. And when it came Wasn't out, the first it, of the series though. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like, they, they announced that they were going to do it at this point. And then it had run into so much, like so much complications. And that's actually uh, a really good point. That makes a, a, a big difference uh, is that this is a sequel compared to the first of a game. And mm-hmm. uh, they had like, because the the people that made stalker they were they had 
they were basically a bunch of uh, developers that branched off from another studio. And I can't remember which one off the top of my head right now. But uh, they they branched off and went in. Welcome and... back, John. Oh. Thanks for having me. Wow, Sorry, it's been ahead, an Cal. hour already. Go ahead, Cal. Get out but, of uh, here, stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. But it uh, it felt like... I feel that there's a lot of connections to be made in, like... If we were to get a clearer picture on what happened behind the studio in Bannerlord, I think we'd get a lot of answers. Like, what happened at Tale Worlds that made development slow down? Was yeah. there a lot of head, like, choices that, like, got changed midway through? Yeah, like, hon- uh, honestly, I'm not even sure what all I want more all I want from the game. I just, I'm, I think it's just confusion. You know, I just feel like I want, I want some answers. I mean, not that like, and and I I I had no more expectations from the game than I got. You know, it's just now that it's actually in front of us. It's just it is a big question. Like, all right, here's what we got. It looks like something that they could have made in three or four years. What happened over the last ten years? To me, it looks like like if I didn't know anything about Bandalord, and I I, th- I said it to you, Andy. Like if I had no idea like about this game, or if I played Warband previously, I'd be like, oh, this is the uh. It's like an interesting indie game. How long did it take? Like a few years? Alright. Not oh, this is a sequel to a game and it's taken them ten years to make. Wow. Right. This is this seems suspicious. The only downright um, negative I'll say about that, especially considering the development time, is that it feels like the combat has inched slowly forward and has a kind of ignored the games that have done medieval combat really well in the last 10 years. It it feels very unintuitive for me these days after playing more hell that to now instead of so more. So, okay. And these games, one of the difficult things about getting good is that all the movement happens in your mouse, right? Depends on where you're swinging your like pointing your mouse, how you're swinging it, your timing and all that. More hell makes that a little easier because it separates some of those actions where, Okay, you can uh you can scroll up to do an overhead attack and you can scroll down to do a stab. And like that little quality of life thing makes it feel so weird and like so much like I'm being thrown back into 2007 when I'm playing Mountain Blade Bannerlord and I have to like try to like on the fly with these people attack me do this weird fucking logic where I'm like, "Oh god, now no, I want my mouse pointing forward now. No god, now I want my mouse pointing back. Oh god, now I want it pointing left." Like it's very difficult. And Do not like necessarily in a fun way. To that, or no? I was getting I was getting better as I played it. Vito, Vito you saw me uh, you saw me get beat up by the trainer a couple of times. I eventually yeah, got him. I didn't see you get better. Um, <laughs> <you're asking. laughs> but you know, it's it's the kind of combat that I think is fun in the sense that like I can see myself enjoying it, especially in PVE when you're fighting AI and that kind of thing. It's more about commanding your armies and all that than your one individual con- contribution. But it it it, it has me. The opposite of excited for the multiplayer. I maybe I I'm only, I've only played it for three or four hours, so maybe I got to spend more time with it. But I am not liking the combat at all. Oh. Actually, I mean, right it, it's I, sorry. That's a bit. That's worded a bit strongly, but it just feels like what you would expect from like a a, a slightly better warband. It doesn't feel like. Did Mordhau change the uh, change the whole game? Change the, I think Chivalry changed the whole game, and Mordhau like iterated on Chivalry. And Mountain Blade just stayed in 2007, 
and then asked what they could do with their system in 2007 to make it better without learning anything from their competitors. And so it's it's a serviceable system that I am not I I don't hate it. It just feels like man, I would love this game so much more if like there was a bit more thought put into oh hey, I could maybe do some of my directions with my mouse wheel or with uh, some of the mouse side buttons or something. <laughs> I don't know. What were you going to say, Cal? Uh, um, I'm a little bit... Uh, I, I'm i a little bit far from uh, what I was trying to say, but uh, I definitely will say now that, like, you, you were talking about how Mordhau and Chivalry kind of changed the game for it, and it's funny because uh, before when I was playing those games... I actually was struggling really hard with it because I'm, I'm more of a mountain blade guy than mm-hmm. a Mordhau and that. But it, both of those games are really kind of tied together and in a like a weird way. And so what I actually did was, uh, while I was playing Mordhau, I would set my key bindings to be closer towards Warband because I'm a little bit more used to that. And it, it's definitely interesting to hear your point on that. On you wish for a more complicated uh, uh, combat system from it, where I, I kind of do a little bit too. Like I like, for example, with Mordhau having feints and mm-hmm. the drags and everything like that. But I I I like I, that aspect of it. But I definitely feel close. I, I guess to what I, I, I guess what I'm saying is like combat. I don't necessarily want, need it to be like Mordhau. I just, I just don't feel like it's very accessible. It feels like I'm trying to learn a game that came out in the mid two thousands that everybody is fucking good at except for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. So like you know, I, I and I've only played a few hours of it, and like I'm super enjoying my experience with the combat and PVE, and I haven't even played the multiplayer. So like I know that there's a lot of qualifiers on my opinion, uh, and uh, yeah. definitely gonna. Let you know if I change my that's, mind on that. Well, that's always been a thing with Warband, um, with Warband's multiplayer. And I actually just literally right before we started this, I uh, played like two matches of Siege with it, and it's it's definitely interesting. It's a lot less clunky than Warband itself was. Dude, for some reason, I thought you were just totally changing topics. We were talking about Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to realize. Like, you're talking about the Siege game mode in, in Banner Lord. Yeah, no, yeah. No, um, uh, <laughs> Siege and Warband. Yeah, uh, Siege, or like, not even just Siege, but Warband's mechanics were nuts. They were all over the place. You had, like, you know, the whole meme with the naked mall man in Mordhau. I, I feel like that was a little bit with uh, Warband, where mm-hmm. you had, like, these random people that were just god-tier with two-handed weapons, and that's all you needed for that one. Whereas I feel like a lot of the animations, because they changed that up a little bit, I feel like it's a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. multiplayer-wise. It may be, yeah, and I, I haven't played the multiplayer, so you could be right. I didn't play much of the Warband multiplayer either. It um, really wasn't worth it for that. The only thing multiplayer worth was uh, uh, Napoleonic Wars. That's what I heard. Yeah, musket one, but which I Hold can't the line. The mod for that. Hold the line. Oh, that's I remember one. playing that with you and Sergeant, and Dude. just the fucking chaos. Like I think we played like a zombie mode or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was just 
we were just on like some shitty Adobe building while fucking people were. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's yeah. ridiculous. I love it. I think I'll, I'll just timestamp this conversation. And just say like we are talking about this one day after it came out into early access, and like yeah, it's kind of amazing after ten years that it's coming to early access like this. But I fully expect the game to be super solid eventually because I the, their their content roadmap is solid. I'm excited for their content. And also, they're starting from day one already with, like, great mod support, and that's what really made Warband shine were the mods that people built around it. So, Did it? Does it incorporate elements of the Flores mod? Yeah, and that, that's one point I, I, I breezed over, but uh, a lot of the quality of life improvements in Banner War, and one of the reasons why it doesn't feel super new is because a lot of quality of life improvements are derived from the popular mods, including Flores, I think. Okay, and I think they also like personally that's a good worked thing. with a lot of the uh, mod creators to incorporate a lot of it, and yeah. I I think that's kind of what happened because it wasn't like we, I should I should mention this just so then it's not like misconstrued, but uh, but the dev team for Tale Worlds, from what I understand from following the community for modders and everything, they worked pretty closely with the right. uh, mod creators. So it's not like they were just straight up stealing. And, and, that, and that's one of the stuff. things I was kind of thinking earlier, Cal, like what if the reason why it took so long was because every couple of years a new mod would come out and they would stall it and like, oh God, we can't release Banner without those features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid point. I think actually, um, they, they definitely have been coming out with mods throughout this entire time this entire development period and each one introduces something like really unique and really interesting. And I think that they would take like uh, a month or two, watch exactly what happens with the mod, how well it's received. Oh and yeah. I if would not it's be well surprised. received. Then, then they're like, Oh yeah. Because I mean, there's obviously some mods that people are sure, like, ah, sure. nah, I'm not going to use that. Well, I'll We've say solved it. Final word on <laughs> fan award, at least from my end. Uh, character models are grotesque in an amazing <laughs> way. I love the character models. I saw things. It's you such can, a like, bad system, but it's so good. Like you, they, you they look so good, at bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a Easter egg where you can play as a baby, <laughs> and I, I think it's 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 a lot like just playing like Odd Job and Goldeneye. Like, you just went through everybody's shit, <laughs> cutting people's ankles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what are you, Kyle? You got any final final few words on Banner Lord? You want to say uh, before you move on? No, I think uh I think we summed it up pretty well. It's a it's a pretty solid game. Uh and took me twenty two minutes at launch to actually buy it. So I think there's a huge amount of people that love it. It is the oh, biggest yeah. game well, of twenty twenty right way. now. Yeah. So Spirit said it uh crashed the like it crashed uh Steam. I, I feel so fortunate I've not had any game breaking bugs or crashes yet, because I know it seems like they're fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. I haven't had anything like that yet. The most of the most that I've seen is visual bugs. Yeah, and, same here. Uh, like one where I saw a barley field that's like off a field, like floating off a hill, <laughs> and uh, awesome. I could see a blue pathway in one of the towns. That's it. It's really not much. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's update on that as we uh, next few weeks. Okay. Flask, before we get into a break, I think this will take us no time at all, but... Hello? What games are coming out in the next two weeks? 
Well, it's funny you should ask that because I was going to tell you uh, on April 3rd, the uh, RE3 make is coming out. Who's getting that? Me. I'm going to grab it. Greg and Vito. You guys, uh, not uh, not to be a not to be a I was Debbie Downer, but are you guys like deterred at all from the less yeah. stellar reviews? No, I don't. I actually don't give a shit about reviews anymore. Like, if it's a game <laughs> I'm interested in, then I'll be like, yeah, I'll get it. Sure. No, I definitely care about reviews. But someone, I think it was Knoxville, I was talking to, um, was saying that a lot of the reviews sum up to like, it's not bad. It's just not different enough from Resident Evil Two. And right, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah, and I fucking love Resident Evil Two. So even if it was just like a, a DLC Give me more for of that, Resident Evil Two, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. And um, it's on Green Man Gaming uh, for a discount. Uh, so yeah, thanks I'll pick for it up. the sponsor. Cool. <laughs> I still need to play. Uh, well, now that me and Greg have finished Rev Two, I can get along to uh, RE Two remake. Yeah. Then, oh, we played. So I, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, none of you guys played the resistance beta with me, did you? Gar- Greg, did you play? No, I have me, my own. Th- Kurt, I have like my own thing about that. Yeah, we we played the. Res- there's a. You guys know about this Resident Evil Resistance? I heard no. How did you like it? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a multiplayer game. But did you like it? Did you enjoy it? It was alright. We we couldn't get into a match. We we literally <laughs> tried for, I mean, like thirty minutes. We we played one match, and it was pretty fun. I mean. Probably wouldn't buy so it. So I was, was talking cheap. to uh so Resistance comes with Resident Evil 3. It's a game. And yeah, then I'd definitely play but, um, with you and whoever. I was talking to Noxo about it a little bit today. And um basically what it is is it was originally supposed to be its own game, but like I got into the alpha of it and it fucking sucked. Like I don't know if like that's like an NDA thing I'm supposed to be on. But uh, they're gonna come you, you for you the now. Game with a bunch Cancel the podcast, though, right? I, I did. I, that is so that is true. I, I, also... I got a question because it is supposed to be a heavily like you versus the the board master game, the zombie master, the mastermind. Uh, and I have heard. It's not that I've heard great things about it, but I question how much of your bad experience was just playing with a bunch well, of randos. So that's yeah. uh, that's what like my thing is with this now, like. They've added so what I've heard is they've added a bunch of stuff. I saw they added a bunch of stuff. Like there's new masterminds. Like uh Alex Wesker for some reasons in it flask. <laughs> uh Bur- uh Annette Birkins in it. She's a mastermind and Spencer's uh one of the masterminds also. <laughs> no way. So should we should we explain to Andy and I guess whoever's listening like what the hell this is? Like what are you do in this game? Uh yeah, I guess we probably That's should. Good. It's like it's a asymmetrical multiplayer game, the Resident Evil universe, and it's four versus one, and uh, one player plays as a mastermind. And I guess I don't know what they do exactly because I was playing as a survivor, but I guess they uh, so like so the AI director. Yes, you. It's yeah. basically like Zombie Master. For if you, anybody's what, played what Zombie Fable Master. What Fable Four was supposed to be? Or not maybe Fable Four, but that Legends. Fable, Fable Legend. Fable Legend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put traps down, and I'm upset it got canceled. So we were they... talking about this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Vito. Finish off your thing. Oh uh, no, I was gonna say you just put traps down. I guess you. I don't know if you spawn zombies. Yes. You get to bring out yeah. Mr. X occasionally. You know, there's one time a liquor came after us. There's like cameras in every room, and at one point, I don't know, he enabled some sort of defense system that had like a, a turret. Um, so yeah, you're just navigate. It's like a gauntlet mode where you're trying to get to the end of the level, 
you need to find key cards to get through certain doors. And sometimes there's like a, you know, like a security zombie sure, that has sure. the key and you have to kill him. Um, and then each that of the survivors has special abilities. So like I was playing as some chick who could hack cameras. So I guess he's watching us through the cameras. So I would hack the cameras so he couldn't. Um, uh, Sounds vaguely outbreakish. Yes, it's like uh, it's like they heard people ask for outbreak, and they're like, "Well, we're not giving you that." Yeah, let's but, not give you right. that. Yeah. I'll give you but, my uh, like. You can have this. I'll give you my super judgmental take on that multiplayer. Go for it. Um, Resident Evil Three is not a small game. It is a big game release, right? Got a lot of advertising stuff behind it. If yes, I, I found out literally last week from you guys that it has multiplayer. I feel like that has not been a thing at all that people are talking about. And that makes me feel like they're not really talking about it. Which makes me feel like it's not good. I'm telling you, if if this is free, which it is, it comes with the game. I guess, I don't know if it counts as free, but it comes with yeah. the price tag of the game. I don't count that as free. That just sounds like a multiplayer mode for a game. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, I would. I'm just saying it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun for. Right. I was gonna say the way they announced it is they announced you know Resident Evil Three the remake, and then sometime later they had a trailer, and at the end of the trailer they're like, also, Resident Evil Resistance coming with it. But I believe that was after like the beta already came out. Yeah, that was that was after the alpha because so it was like okay. yeah, it is. I mean, it, it is like you're you're buying the multiplayer for it, but it also. Definitely, it's a different thing. Completely unintended that it was supposed to be a fun game, and I don't think it got like great reviews. Yeah, that also makes me think that it just wasn't good enough to be its own game. So yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't pay much for it if it was separate. But if it's coming with the game, I think it's a nice addition. Yeah, we're definitely gonna play it. But like I, yeah, like I said with Knoxville, I think like with us playing, like if we could do private games, I think it'll be. A lot of fun. Sure. I think it will be fun. We had a lot of fun. We were playing. Do you know if you can do private games? I don't know. Well, you could party up. Four people, yeah. So you could party up. We were doing four, and then the rando was the mastermind. And my God, did we did we we broke him? (laughs) (laughs) I was just berating him the whole time. Stop! I'm not. Yeah. Well, it's. It sounds like probably around the next episode we'll have more to say about that. Some of us are going to be getting Resident Evil Three this week. What else now, yeah, we now, now I want to leapfrog over and try that multiplayer. <laughs> um, it, yeah, but yeah, in a way. What else, was? In a way. Uh, so yeah, after that, April seventh, of course, we have uh, Fallout seventy six Wastelanders expansion. I, I know we're. I, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I know we're all very. Excited. I forgot that about that. A game dude. still. That's not in my notes, listeners. That is not in my notes. No, it's right there, right? It's, it's a Fallout 76 Wastelanders expansion with a which is the exclamation point? Two exclamation points, actually. Anyway, uh, so we're all excited for that. And then, of course, on April 30th, hold we on, have the, uh, the Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 3. Hang on, that's not in the next two weeks. That's, so, that's, that's a month huh? from now. So, oh, I don't. I don't even. So April 7th is also another game that's coming out that I'm interested in getting. What's that? Below? It is called uh, Disaster Report Four. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, it's like an anime. And I, yeah, no, it's basically a it's a it's a game in Japan. If you want to call that an anime game, yeah, I guess. it's basically I an anime would game. would call it that. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Summer Memories. It's the name of the game. Yeah, Disaster Report Four. Summer Memories. Yeah, that's the subtitle. Have you, it have is, you played um, Disaster Report One, Two, or Three? 
I've played one of them. It was a Wii game. I but, watched uh, a playthrough of a disaster report game. <laughs> the first one. But it's basically a uh there's like an earthquake and the Japan just collapsing in on itself. Yeah, cool. real life. Real yeah. life. Real Japan. <laughs> Sounds kinda cool actually. I'm looking at um, and it's got like a tongue-in-cheek sort of vibe, yes. if I remember correctly. I'm pr- I'm very interested in it, and I'm pretty excited to play that. Cool. Nice. Well, within the two weeks, still fine, Andy. <laughs> uh, there's a Final Fantasy VII remake or whatever on April 10th. I mean, who all is buying that? I'm I'm curious. If I've never played it, so I'll probably buy it. All right. I still have never played Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII. Are you going to play the original before the remake? I am not going to play the remake before the original, but I don't have the... Like, the original is not a priority for me. It's not on your... So you're not even interested. I mean, I'll play it at some point in my life. Probably. (laughs) One day I'll come on here and be like, I played Final Fantasy VII. It's cute that you think this podcast is going to be going on much longer. It is. (laughs) <laughs> right? S- says the guy who started the podcast. <laughs> we'll split off and start our own, right? I thought that was the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my yeah, you know, after 15 episodes, it's really, really like too got. big for it. My veto brain podcast. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to be any fun cast. because you're going to ask questions for yourself, and there's going to be people <laughs> guessing no, the well, answers. I'll have guests. It's easily, easily the most popular segment on this podcast. Pathetic podcast of yours. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you know uh, where it came from, Vito. Just slipped out. Before we go to the break, John, you were gone for a while. I just want to say, uh, watch Watchmen. It's pretty good. Watch Watchmen. Yes. Okay. You you are the one. In Russian. You are watch the one who watches Watchmen. the Watchmen. Yeah, all right. Is that on, um, what's that on? It's on HBO. HBO. Uh, I don't have that. Oh, hook you up, friend. We'll, we we'll got Amazon about. Prime. All right, let's uh, let's go to break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We got Amazon Prime, y'all. <laughs> All right. Uh, Can you put it on there for me? Yeah, please. Mi arrivano notizie che qualcuno vorrebbe preparare la festa. I'm getting news that some would like to throw graduation parties. We will send the police over with flamethrowers. I'm gonna catch you tomorrow, not in a year. Tomorrow. I'm the mayor, you won't stroll in my town. I can't formally ban you from leaving your house? Nice, I will ban you from stepping on public soils, if not for proven necessities. I'm gonna address you all. Where the fuck are you all going? You and your dogs, which must have an inflamed prostate. You can't play ping pong. Go home. Play some video games. I'm the mayor of this city. I will make you follow this decree. I don't want excuses. You must go home. You all have to stay at home. How can I spell it out? You can't stay in the streets. At home. A club. We need their girlfriends with a club. Getting in mobile hairdressers? What the fuck is that for? Do you understand that the casket will be closed? Who the fuck is supposed to even see you with your hair all done in the casket? I saw a fellow citizen amiably jog up and down the street. 
eh, la corsetta su e giù per la strada accompagnato da un cane accompanied by a dog that was visibly worn out. I stopped and told him, look, this isn't a movie. You are not Will Smith and I am legend. You have to go home. Alright, uh, welcome back to the Broken Campfire podcast, where Greg has a special update. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's brother has the coronavirus. Oh my god. The what meatball? A tragedy. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to continue with this? I know she's got to go, dude. <laughs> I mean, this, this is really, fine. you kind of like really just cut my wheels on this one, dude. I lost all the momentum. Hey, blame Vito, not me. All right. Next topic. How is, how's everyone doing? <laughs> all right. Shitty now. Let's uh let's talk about Half Life Alex now that John's back and you're here. Um You guys both have played it and finished it. It's a long awaited first entry in a Half Life thing. We've talked about Half Life on this podcast, most episodes actually, just because of this game and the fervor around in our opinions on Half Life three and whatnot. So now that it's done and over with, a spo- as spoiler free as you can. What do you guys think about it? What's next for Valve? What's next for VR? All right, well, let me clarify. Chris Cuomo has coronavirus. Andrew Cuomo is the governor of New York. Did I say Andrew Cuomo has it? Yeah, you said Andrew Cuomo's brother. Oh, my bad. I saw his oh, name. Oh, maybe I, I didn't like... hear the brother part. <laughs> but thank you. His name is Chris Cuomo. You're Everyone right. rest easy. New York is fine. It's my Not, not Andrew God. Cuomo has uh... Our leaders, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, moving on to more important topics. Uh, Half-Life Alex. let me tell you, I give this game two thumbs up. Whoa, I was worried for a second there. Cool. I thought there was going to be some sort of twist. (laughs) Oh, you want a follow-up? Oh, okay. I got you. You know, it would be nice. No, no, no. Okay, so, um... Yeah, no, no, it's just... I mean, it's a Half-Life, so you, you had the high expectations... And I just started playing it. Immediately when you start playing, you're like, alright, this is this is the like probably the best VR game, looking VR game. Just like you know, a We're lot of the games they, they go with the more cartoony look to kind of cover up like the the, the lack of polish, I guess, thing in like Gorn or something. Lack of resolution, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. But like, I don't know, it's just they made it and I, I want to play it in the Vive, the headset too. I think it even had the better resolution. I have the oldest Oculus. So I'm sure it looked even better. Uh, for other people. Uh, that was the first thing you notice. And then, uh, you know, like somebody had mentioned it earlier, a, a lot of VR games, they're just like, uh, like Beat Saber. It's just like, uh, it's, uh, it is very good, but it's just like a, you know, it's a mini game. It's a one trick thing. You're just, you know, you're, oh, hitting your boxes. Or like, you know, you're playing, uh, you know, uh, work simulator. It's just a series of mini games. This is like the first and there are a few, maybe The Walking Dead could be an exception, came out a little bit ago. This is like the first, like, full-length game that I, like, is really worth, like, playing, you know? It's really yeah, I think it's, good. it's definitely been the only game that I've been like, oh, how far are you in this? Have you, did you get this? Or, you know, are you going to play it? Right, right. I never bothered even asking, oh, whatever, be- oh, did you play Beat Saber? Oh, what's your high score? Like, I don't fucking It just kind of reminded me of how, in the early days of video games, there were, like, each game was, like, its own little mini-game, basically. Yeah. Like its own little loop, very short loop. And yeah. then we started getting actual experiences once the technology improved to an extent. And right. developers started being more uh, 
ambitious. And I would creative. definitely say that yeah, this is this is that. Uh, I, it's a good I had fun all the way through. I I I really have no complaint about it actually. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Well, I had no problems with the game. I enjoyed it. Actually, I had a problem, but it was really it was with the headset more or less, where uh, I have to wear glasses because my eyes are like the eyes of a ninety year old man. Naturally. So I basically I was playing like the first time I played I played for five hours and like I was getting like this pain in my nose I'm like ah oh, fuck dude let me take off my headset and <laughs> I went upstairs and there was just this giant fucking imprint of my glasses like smashed up against my face. But uh, is that why you're shooting blood earlier? Yeah, no, but uh. So well, no, that was because I sneezed and uh, I just have a horrible like nasal system. But uh, fuck you, goddamn it, dude, you fucked me up. You're welcome. What was I saying? You're talking about your glasses. My oh, glasses, yes, yes, my, my glasses. glasses. So I played. I like basically Probably the next day I played. Glasses. I uh, I didn't wear glasses, and the experience was just like amazing. Like it was a lot better. I was able to play through like the last like eight hours of the game like no issues so uh my one thing oh it really wasn't that blurry to be honest but Hmm. that was mainly everything i could not read a lot of the shit like i had to put it vr cured your your bad eyes (laughs) yeah and then i walked out and i was like oh i can't even read a fucking street sign great (laughs) but uh dude once vr i think is going to be like give it like a few more years I think it'll be fucking super badass. I've heard somebody say before that this is the Super Mario 64 moment yes. for VR. Is Abs- that I would 100% feel? agree. Or oh, like yeah. the Half-Life moment for FPS yeah, games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh... Uh, go ahead, Gregory. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I am very excited, though, because uh, Gary Newman, who I follow on Twitter, who is oh, yeah. the creator oh, yeah. of Gmod said that he was i guess i guess he didn't really say it he posted a picture but he's i guess talking about gmod too <laughs> and basically everyone was like oh shit dude fuck it he was like oh thanks for the support everyone uh we'll see dude just <laughs> make a kickstarter for it if nothing else like can you imagine can you Isn't imagine he like a multi-millionaire because of gary's mod I'm yeah sure, here he said uh it's gotta be He's like, holy shit, thanks for the support. Hope you're not going to be disappointed when you find out Gmod 2 is an iOS 3 game. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I I like the Source 2 engine a lot. I think it's fucking awesome. And I'm interested in what other non-VR games they can make with that engine. Cool. Because it's a good engine. Always feel good. It is. There's all, I don't know. It's almost too much good stuff. I like kind of glossed over and said it was a good game but yeah just getting down to like the nitty-gritty uh the, the amount of stuff like when i first it's saw the trailer impressive. yeah the, the first like trailer you know you've seen like the guy like ruffling through like a drawer and you're like there's no way the physics are going to work like that not all the objects are going to like move they really do and like you know like i have like, a physics game you know like all the little stuff you can pull off the shelf and you can like crush the cans and you can put cones on your head and it's it, and it all just feels good too like grabbing things and holding them and uh, yeah, a, a lot of games have like an inventory where you put things in your backpack, and dude, they never feel good. I always like put it behind my back and it falls down, and then you gotta like fumble with it. 
I don't think I ever had that problem once. Because that's where you put your ammo, you just throw it behind you. It just everything <laughs> felt so smooth and so put together. It just yeah, uh, just on a level that is not in the VR games. I heard some tech heavy guys talk about it, and they were talking a lot about that kind of thing about how it's just it's impressive like how many problems the game solves and it's little little things like and I don't I'm not a VR guy so I can't really speak much about it at all. I've had to never use VR. But like they talk about how Half-Life Alex just nails the movement. It just nails like um for oh. one one ex- one example is that uh I, f- I actually got two technical examples that one is that when you first grab an object, it's initially weightless for the first few frames. And that's important cuz like when you're playing games like uh Boneworks and you like pick up an object it's as heavy as it always is so you pick up like a really heavy club or something like that it's instantly going to drop out of your frame you know so you're automatically like looking down reaching down to like lift it up or something like that whereas half-life alex like it's like a little trick of the brain that because it's like eye level first in your hands and then it drops like you're not instantly reacting because you know it's at where it's at it's in your hands you know what i mean yeah i'm I'm glad you mentioned boneworks too because you know that came out with i don't know six seven months ago and i got that and when I got it, I was like, dude, this is what Half-Life Alex is going to be. Like, this is all pretty solid. But yeah, now that you mention it, that is like a complaint you have. Sometimes you're trying to pick something up, and you have to kind of drag it or get stuck. Right, And that right. doesn't happen in Half-Life Alex. It's definitely, I almost, I think Boneworks is an early access game, but it's like, almost like, too bad. They, they just right. did everything better. And, and, and I think... Not that there ma- is melee combat in Half-Life Alex. Yeah, that's I guess the major the complaint I think people down, have, yeah. yeah. Which, I, with, we can't get into spoilers, but... I have one other issue. I guess you can make a, a complaint or an argument for it. And I just thought about it, because it really wasn't an issue, but it was an issue now that I thought about it. Oh, uh, there's no smooth turning. Mm, it's okay. that 45-degree turn. No, 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 there is smooth turning. Is there smooth turning? Am I just yeah, crazy? there is smooth turning, and uh, I will say this, though. Vito made me turn it on, because mm-hmm. he was viewing me. And it actually crashed my game, so I turned it off. <laughs> oh, oh, but you're you're using an old Oculus, so maybe I am you just using can't yeah, I am it. using the first generation. Well, yeah, I'm, that's and what I, I have, have as like well. a supercomputer. I mean, I you know I have a nice enough computer to play VR games. Sure. Other than sure. that, I had no crashes or anything. Uh, and yeah, it it does have all. It, yeah, I would say the movement is amazing too, because while I I did change it uh, originally, it it's set to like where you um kind of point and then you'll skip to that area, like you teleport there. I think it helps with a lot of people with motion sickness, and that's fine. Um, but then you can change it to where it's just like the analog sticks, like you know, you're using the right stick to move around. Right, right. Uh, and that's what I use. But even when you're in that mode, it still has the ability to do like the skip jump. You just have to like click the stick in. And for some areas, you need it. And it's just a, a lot of games don't offer that, like you know, uh, mesh of controls. Yeah. And exactly. I, and I hear that especially the skip jump is done really well, where it's like very precise, where you click it, and you you know where you're going to go. You know, yeah. a, a lot of your games are apparently not quite as precise. Yeah. Although, yeah. like I said, I know you know. Mo- I I've never had a problem with motion sickness in VR. I guess I'm lucky. I I had one friend tr- come over and try it, and he couldn't. I'm telling you, like ten seconds of of super hot, and he was like, "I can't play this. I'm going to throw up." Oh my that would be really mm-hmm. shitty if like you bought like a VR. Oh yeah. You know, headset. <laughs> Spend a grand like, oh, on that index and all this. that. Uh, but I, I like the non-skipping. I like where you just walk around. Right, sure. And I thought that worked great, too. I, I thought it looked fine. Um, Shooting felt great. I, I, another little technical thing I wanted to point out that I heard is just somewhere from, like, apparently most every VR game, and I'm I'm not trying to simplify it, but it sounds obvious to me, like, once you hear it. But a lot of those games have a problem where you, like, 
pull an object to you and it clips with your body and like no, you drop the I object or something like that. Problem once. But well, the thing is, Alex solves that problem because a- Alex is just a head and hands. She doesn't have an actual body. I was say, I don't think you have a body. I was thinking about so, it. So I mean, it, it's like it's like. It's like Half Life has always been. Like it looks just like Half Life has always been, but it solves like that problem with VR of shit clipping with your body and that kind of thing. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. All right, but yeah, no, it sounds like you guys high recommend and all that. Yeah. And for anyone worried, not non-spoiler, of course, it definitely ties into the main franchise. Obviously, a prequel, but like it still ties into the later games. And it's a crazy ending more. that'll blow your mind. One also, one other thing, you can make your own gravity gun if you technically want. But I don't know if you did this, John. So I didn't know about this. You can get you get a shotgun at one point in the game. And I found out in the middle of doing it, I put a I had a bucket on my shotgun and I shot and it sent the bucket so fast into a zombie it killed the zombie. Oh, oh see. that's awesome! Oh, okay. So you just use the gravity glove to put a bucket in front of your shotgun, and then yeah, I would just grab the, I would just grab awesome. like a bucket, put it on, and just blast shit with it. It that's was awesome. Cool. I should mention for clarification to our listeners because we keep talking about Half Life, and I had like the rant last episode. Uh, I'm glad that there is a new Half Life game and that it's good, like you guys are saying. It just sucks um, in, in a way suck. as well. I Absolutely. just wish that I didn't have <clears throat> my baggage with this franchise that I have and that a lot of the people I think have. I yeah, wish that didn't exist. Up. I feel like it's legitimate. Uh, I feel like my grievances you know, <laughs> exist for a reason, but I wish it wasn't the case. And I wish I could just enjoy this thing once I... I mean, I don't have VR right now, but... Sorry, get a VR I marriage. wish I could just... <laughs> I, 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 could I just agree. With free of I mean, any I sort agree. of yeah. past history. Kind of, kind of a fake gamer moment. You know, I didn't really play computer games too much growing up, so... Like, I remember my brother playing the Half-Life games, but I didn't play them till much later, so I wasn't like... You know, there's not like a 13-year gap for me. It was probably like a, you know, three or four-year gap. But yeah, I didn't have to wait as long in between episode two and, and this. I'm excited for what it means for VR, though. I feel like... It- yeah, I will say that VR for me went from me playing VR chat with Kurt and uh, doing some <laughs> stupid shit to this. It was a pretty big leap, man. Sure. Yeah, it did. It, you know, I had my VR packed away. I haven't played it in months, and it, it did make me excited. Yeah, I, 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 I literally... more games, and I was like, oh, I, what can we play? I unpacked my VR just to play Alex. Cool. Awesome. Hopefully other cool. big developers decide the VR is uh, worthwhile to explore. Yeah, yeah I mean, they just eventually like, it'll get make it better. And play it. Yeah. I think that's kind of already happening. I mean, especially when you look at the modern games for VR that's been coming out lately. Like, I, I don't have a VR set right now myself, but from what I've seen with some of this stuff, I'm only seeing it improve. I mean, Walking Dead was pretty impressive, and and obviously not nearly to the same degree that that Alex appears to be impressive, but still. Talking to Laser, and he was saying, "I I think it'll be maybe in like a generation. He thinks like the new wave of things is just mean like uh, recreating old games, but in <laughs> like VR. So like Capcom will release like you know Resident Evil One, but it's in VR. Oh, I, I believe mean. it." Like, I could definitely see that in the next 10 years. Absolutely. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Cool.
Half-Life Alex review, good. Good good out of good. Three fingers up. Well, in the uh, German configuration. We'll, we'll talk about difficulty in games and whatnot next episode. We've uh, got a lot more to talk about as far as news and other things go. Um, so shelve that conversation, I think. Sounds good. I had a whole thing typed out. Well, you can still have it typed out next week. I mean, I, I have I have notes too, but uh, I think our other discussion points are more interesting. Okay. Um, at least for this episode. Sure. Uh, let's go on to the news quickly. I don't think this will take us all that much time. I always say that, though. <laughs> so, the, the Switch is sold out, and there's several new releases that are absolutely smashing records. Thank you, COVID. So, yeah, That's first story, COVID. the... Nintendo Switch sold out, uh, like, out of production. Uh, well, I mean, not out of production, but out of stock or whatever. The prices are increasing dramatically. So, retail price is $300. People are selling it on Amazon for, like, $460, $480. Are you the, serious? Yeah, Yo, dude. I could flip 100%. my Switch right now. I don't even know. You could. It. You actually could flip your Switch right now. <laughs> who's trying to buy a Switch? I'll sell it to you for 500 I right might. Now. <laughs> well, not for that price. Put it on the stock market. I'm going to have to sell some turnips to... Get some of that money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I enjoy my Switch. I don't play very often. I, you know, but my, my power, the construction, it did go out today, and I, I first thing I did, I was like, oh, I wonder if my Switch is charged. <laughs> nice. Was it? It was not. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Doom Eternal broke franchise broke its franchise record for opening weekend weekend sales. Not surprising at all, if you ask me. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, highly anticipated sequel to Doom 2016, which was like the biggest Doom games <laughs> in like 20 mm-hmm. years. Um, Animal Crossing sold 1.8 million units in its opening weekend. I didn't look at the fact check across the series. That sounds like probably a lot for that series. Um, it makes sense because this is like, as I was saying last episode, I think this is like the first console-esque game since the yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah. All the sure. rest have been on handheld devices. Yeah, so it's a main main title on a yeah. big system. And um, there's a lot of stories right now about how Animal Crossing is like the perfect form of escape right now just because of oh, yeah. the tensions of the time and everything and how happy it is. I pulled one story here. Uh, people are using uh, Animal Crossing for birthdays, weddings, and whatnot. Now they're stuck inside. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's kind of, it's cute, you know, it's mm-hmm. fun to see. Uh, <laughs> one of my villages. No, no, there was one, there was one, there was one of like some dude and like six people around him or something like that. And I was just thinking about Greg talking about the process of somebody entering your world and just thinking about that guy watching six different cutscenes of planes entering his world <laughs> and then watching six different cutscenes of planes leaving his world. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, no, it's cute. One of my animals got uh, sick today, so I put a fence around her house until she's uh, cured. Because <laughs> I'm not else getting sick. <clears throat> got a quarantine. Can't risk it, real. And um, last story on that uh, topic. Bannerlord is the biggest launch so far in 2020 on Steam. Out of, which is cool. I'm glad for them. They probably it seems uh, weird to me, but okay. I mean, it's, you know, it. I think it's one of those games that, like, just a lot of people have picked up over the year. Like, Warband, I mean, just a lot of people have picked up over the years and, like, have a 
a quiet interest in it. And then Banner yeah, I was going to say you know? like a quiet, large base who was waiting for it. Yeah. Like I, like I said before, time. I, yeah, I and it is only March. Though. You're right. I woke up at 6 a.m. to get it, like, in my uh, in my time period, and it took me 22 minutes of constantly clicking the buy button before I could finally actually get it. So there was just a lot of people getting it. Yeah, I, I kept having to refresh it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm tired. I set an alarm to wake up, and then I have to go to bed immediately afterwards. So I'm like, come on, just let me get it. I'm sleepy. Mash uh, F5 to Bannerlord. In the first 100, 100 minutes, it had 100,000 concurrent users. Jeez. That's a lot. All right, moving See, on. See, it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so GameStop is closing 320 stores in 2020. And, and this call, it was a call from the vice president and chief financial officer of GameStop. He talks about how... Uh, this is definitely not in reaction to recent business trends. So, you know, no, it, don't, it guys don't think anything. It definitely feels like something that's been kind of coming for a while. I was actually talking to some friends about it a while back where, like, what is the next step to kind of save GameStop? And the oh, there's conclusion, not. yeah, they're blowing its brains can't. out with a shotgun. Well, we, we talked about it a bit last episode, but I think most of us like stand around the idea that we're going to be surprised if they open their doors again. Can I ask a question? Yeah, like the one, yeah. one of the things right, that we so were talking ahead. about about like trying to work on it is like, like turning it into like a a cafe or something. Like trying to change the image of. Well, it they were doing maybe that. something like yeah, they were doing that. They were turning it. They were turning it into really? like an internet cafe and shit like that. Like there were there were pilot locations and everything. Obviously, that has since totally been stopped. But they just started that earlier this year, so I, it didn't really have any time to get off the ground before uh, the see. pandemic. I see. Yeah, like, the only thing I can think that could even come close to saving it is trying to build, like, a uh, local community of, like, maybe, like, gaming tournaments. Try to turn it into a more, like, a... A land like how Yeah. Yeah, like how hobby stores have their friendly local gaming store. Yeah, yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, they're silly the for place. not trying to adapt something like that a lot sooner. Yeah, I mean, they should have done that sell, way sooner, years ago. Yeah, you sell something that's available digitally to people who are tech savvy. Like, come on. The space game space spot. The game, the game space with the your game host spot. Chris Chan. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, my question was, uh, when was the last time you guys went to GameStop? Like, oh. Or to a GameStop? Oh, yeah, several years at the very yeah, least. Yeah, many years. Yeah. I, I went yeah. there to buy a PlayStation a couple years ago when it was on sale. That was yeah, it. maybe Halo ODST. I think uh, maybe two years ago to buy a controller. I was oh, yeah, like, because last, I don't know how long ago it was, John. It was when we were playing Gears 2 and you made me get out my Xbox. And, uh, my controller? I, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't have a controller, dude. So I didn't want to go to Walmart. Because I'm like, fuck that. So I went to GameStop, and the only controller they had was, like, a fucking $90, like, rainbow one. I'm like, fuck! So I have, I fucking have this, and I'm like, great, dude. Yeah, I mean, so, who's buying physical games anymore? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the last thing I bought was to buy physical games, but... Probably Yakuza 6. I bought that my- super fancy one with the drinking glasses that I use my- to this day. <laughs> One of my friends said that, like, the only time he really likes physical games is, like, 
when they also offer physical memorabilia with the purchase of a physical game and that stuff like the Animal Crossing pre-order I think came with like a plushie or something like that. So he I, likes I can to wear the Master Chief helmet. Right. You know, if you like to wear the Master Chief helmet. Or like uh cop the uh the female bust. I've gotten uh three Yes, of course. I've gotten three limited edition or like those fancy edition games. I got Persona five and I got like a school bag for it. I was like, oh that's cool. Uh Yakuza, which gave me the drink glasses, and years ago I got Dead Space 2 and it gave me a fucking plasma cutter laser gun. And a real working one, huh? Uh dude, I wish. Uh and my brother ran that over with a bike. Oh, what an asshole. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but what did you do? He didn't just go crazy for nothing. Yeah, sure he did. Sure I did. Or sure he did. Mm, see, I feel like there's two sides. Yeah. There's there's always two sides, isn't there? Yes. Um, you were trying to slice his limbs. Sometimes more. I started. I ran up to him. I was like, "Da da 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 da!" Hey, Flash. Something yeah. you said was a perfect segue. Speaking Hello? of slicing limbs, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy received a console port on the PS4 and Switch last week. Um, nice. It was released with crossplay accidentally enabled, and PC <laughs> veterans have been joining the console lobbies of people who are just <laughs> buying the game just, and are slaughtering them. <laughs> There's th- that video I put, po- or that uh, news story I linked from PC Gamer has uh, some pretty good highlight videos, I think, in it. Uh, take that in that but have yeah, they, uh... just, <laughs> just it's hilarious. Like in, in this age of like crossplay and everything, that a game was released with crossplay accidentally enabled, <laughs> and like people who have been playing this game for like fifteen years obsessively, all of a sudden now have like pubs who are just experiencing the game for the first time. They're just like, oh, it's purging season. <laughs> <laughs> I can yes, hear Jedi, the Jedi in purge. the background. <laughs> Anakin just. Lighting up the saber. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Master Anakin, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> well, I, the last news story, which I don't really have anything to say about, uh, Valve released a rough roadmap for Artifact 2.0. What is that? What is Artifact again? <laughs> so, Card game. Uh, the thing I the thing that I, I was not in love with with this... So, first off, props to them for trying... Uh, being on being honest that the game didn't really work and trying to make it work, props to that. But also not props to the fact that like they're talking about like they're they're going to build an artifact 2.0 beta, and then they're going to have closed beta access to a random selection of people who own artifact. I feel like if I were an artifact player and you tell me that like you've made the better game, but you're closing off access for now, I would just be so pissed off. Like this looks like Hearthstone. It is basically the Hearthstone for uh, like Dota, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's like just, that's double bad. That's double boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It 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 is an amazing failure. Um, I <laughs> it gave Newell's own words for it were quote interesting failure. <laughs> interesting failure. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. What's the uh, last topic of the night in this great Corona times? I've posed a hypothetical for you guys. Think of this like a 
I don't know what the right way to put it is, but it's like a veto brain, except you're answering for yourself and not veto. That's it's incomprehensible like a, to me. Oh, like everyone brain, kind of. Right, like a like a question or like All an right. everyone brain. What if I get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me wait off for you guys. Well, I'm still gonna win. President Donald Trump has directed that each and every American must choose one video game to live inside of for 14 days. You won't gain any special abilities, but you can use whatever tools you find in that world. The only thing? Trump absolutely hates farming and immersive sim lifestyle games, so you can't pick Animal Crossing or Stardew or any of the like. Now I have a question. Yeah. Do we have to concern ourselves with the life functions while in the video game worlds? Like eating and drinking? If, you know, I'll say that for the... hmm, hmm. If they do in the game. Yeah, that's that was my initial thinking. Yeah, if they do in the game. Question yeah. two: Do you have to follow the timeline of events in the video game, or can you just hang out in like the starting world or whatever? You can hang out. I okay. mean, you're you're in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, you, you can do, do whatever you want. So you can yeah. spend fourteen days in like Pallet Town. Sure, <laughs> if you want. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm going Red Dead Two. Oh, oh really? you're dead. Dude, you're getting tuberculosis. <laughs> you're going to fucking die. Oh, am I dead? <laughs> what I have to don't play is... No, are we doing like a lockdown you. thing? Yeah, where, no, like, when somebody ridiculous. says it, like... Are we doing a lockdown thing where if somebody says it that, like, nobody can choose that anymore or anything? Because that's a fucking solid-ass choice. Yeah, no, I definitely pick Red Dead, too. But, dude, I mean, it's like... It's, so it's like the real world, right? You got... That's why you picked it, right? Because it's basically like the real world. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah, but... Yeah, it's fucking but, awesome. It's in like it's set in Rockstar's exaggerated violence universe. It's like it's like deciding to live in a Tarantino movie. Like yeah, you're gonna, you're go gonna to get fucking capped. You're like, gonna go you're... to Valentine, dude. Right after like they're doing that bank robbery or whatever, and then the guys you know, they're gonna they're gonna kill si- they're gonna kill hundreds fine. of cops. Say, so, hey, just stay indoors. You go in exploring and yeah. <laughs> you're in the running erratically. I'm not going. I'm not going in the multiplayer. Fuck. Yeah, you see anyone zigzag, and you stay away from them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not going to do that. But a fun spin on this question would be that you're 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 also in a multiplayer session with everybody else who picked that game. Everyone else who picked that same game. Oh my god! (laughs) And you're dead, kiddo. All right. Anybody else got anything? We just got Red Dead. That's cool. That's a good answer. I mean, you know, I'm going to go Whispering Rock Psychic Summer Camp as like my my choice. Yeah, but that's a course. given. So if like, uh, also I don't if that's only if I could not progress the events of the game because I just want to hang out in like the camp yeah, environment. Sure, sure. Um, but if it can't be the obvious, then I was thinking maybe like uh, Bullworth Academy from Bully. It would just be like oh, a yeah. safe place to just like hang out and. <laughs> oh, uh, or that's fair. <laughs> or actually, like. I, I, I mentioned Palatown. A Pokemon game would be pretty good, right? Because like you could actually—it's every kid's dream, right? You could be, be right. a Pokemon trainer and be yeah. I mean, fourteen days. For money. Whether Pokemon works depends on in that. Whether whether Pokemon <laughs> works depends on how we uh, how we frame the question. If we you know we just go like the game logic, then yeah, I agree. But you know, you said we one... can use tools. Yeah, yeah, but like use also, you know, I, an interesting way to look at the question like. Pokemon wouldn't be a good answer if this question was like, okay, and also now that you're in that world, it behaves like a human world would. Where like, okay, now you have like these fucking animals that shoot lightning that can just sure. rage on me. Yeah, but yeah, hey, no, it worked I, in the movie. 
Works in the movie. I would pick Half Dead too. John, God, fucking <laughs> damn it, dude. Sharpen my shield. I was going to say, I was saying something apathetic like some of you guys. I'm going to go with Half Dead 2, dude. Oh, you fuck. I was looking at my list. You, of mad, games on you know what? I'm going to pick the cube. Borrow trauma. Right, I'm Ooh. going mount your friends. Yeah, all right. All right. Nice, dude. Nice. I could spend I'm, 14 days in a sub. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking going like another route, like uh, like Battletech or Damon X Machina, just you're like a, something like where I'm you're in a, a fucking psychopath. Mech. Like, yeah, dude, that'd be great. <laughs> I could just do Pulsar too. That'd be cool. I go to space. Ooh, Pulsar would be relaxing, man. dude. You wouldn't even just play that Star game Trek? with me in fucking. Let's play life. it right now. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, Five was quarantined for two you weeks. Play. I play in VR. No, I wouldn't. I'd rather play in the computer. It's not very good in VR. Mm. I, you know, we recently mentioned. Uh, sorry, oh, I was gonna say. I just, I, you know, I've been thinking about it. I don't really think I have a a great answer for that. The fuck? Uh, what fuck? Hmm. What the are fuck? you, Vito? What do you got? I gave two. Answers. I was the first one that answered. Yeah, I gave two <laughs> answers. <laughs> All right. you, your turn to answer now, dude. Mm. Yeah, we were just mentioning a Star Wars. Uh, How about Human Fall Flat? The, the, pro- oh, the problem was use- that the. The problem was that more the more I think about a specific world, like I get an idea and I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Then I like the more I think about a specific world, the more it just sounds awful. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, look, I don't want to spend more than an hour in a human fall flat level. I couldn't imagine spending two weeks <laughs> in some two weeks in one of those stuck on a tiny little rock where we needed to do a jump bug, and we're like, how yeah. do we fucking do? <laughs> you know what? I think I could spend uh, two weeks in the outer wilds. Yeah. If 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 the physics didn't like yeah right dude the kill you is gonna fucking take you that out. Would be good. oh outer wild well, and outer you know world, but sorry. the thing is I know the I know the trick about the game right so can I just go up to one of them statues and then get like the the time loop inv- invincibility <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I guess I'm gambling on that yeah <laughs> you know what I'm, gonna I'm say, actually gonna change my mind uh, Final Fantasy fourteen oh of course there you that's go that's fucking easy that shit you, bas- you basically live there anyway right yeah. Uh, I, think. <laughs> I was gonna say, Cal. Uh, yeah, if you use one of the Star Wars games to get access to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's what you started to mention. I was like, "Damn, damn! How did I miss that? <laughs> Why did I not think of that?" That's so just brilliant. like what universe do you love? Oh wait, there's a game for it. Let's go. Although, Ooh. if you're like a random. Peon in the Star Wars universe right? is usually not that great. <laughs> no, no. As it can long be as you like. As long as you stay on one of the worlds that nobody really gives a shit about, then yeah, you're or or even just fine. like hanging on Coruscant during one of the downtimes, you know. Yeah, sure. What about, about John? What about Yakuza, man? <laughs> Yakuza would be really fun. That would be yeah. being in the being in the crowd while you watch a man get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, but Isn't you guys don't know Japanese. Yeah, Going into the world just, as yourself. You don't know Japanese. Yeah, but that's the thing. A as, as American pig dogs, we would probably end up in some sort of side story where the main character <laughs> has to help us get back to the bus. Yeah. And he has to protect <laughs> us or something. Dude, it'd be badass. Help help me. Where is the bus? That would be badass. That would be badass. B-F-A. All right. We got a little bit of time left. I don't want to circle back to the difficulty thing. I think... Uh, I want to give that some a bit more time to breathe, but let's tackle one of these listener questions. No. Wow. 
Flask, I'll let you pick what listener question uh, as the producer. Okay. I don't even have them in front of me. I don't have the email. You have the email. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, how about an how about an easy one? What's your favorite video game enemy design? And uh, that's from who? From where? What the yeah, um, let me just uh. Thank All you, right. valued listener. All right. <laughs> Anybody got an answer for this? What's your favorite video game enemy design? Uh, uh, enemy I, design specifically. Oh, I like design. Oh, you, um, so, yeah. like horror game. I would actually, well, like Dark Souls like, boss designs come to mind immediately, mm, but I, I'm sure. like function or like looks. No, no, no. Or? Sorry, like uh. The I guess looks mostly, or uh, just like how the, horror, horror games function are, a little bit too. Sure, horror games uh, are like the big function. I was gonna say function look wise or function wise, I'd say the alien from Alien Isolation. Okay, well, Xenomorph is classic. And uh, look wise, uh, the monsters from Dead Space. Necromorphs. Those dudes do look, yeah. fair. Those, dudes do look cool. I, those are very fair options there. I think. Um, I, I also not. like old gods a lot, like the old gods from uh, like Wow. Yeah, yeah. they're fucking pretty great. <laughs> I would definitely throw up uh, the the classic Covenant races from Halo. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, like I really like the grunt design, just because it's kind of wacky and weird. And they've got like weird yeah, spikes coming from their back that hold like methane and stuff, but it also mechanically plays in a little bit where like you shoot the backpack with the methane thing and they fly everywhere and stuff like that. And right. it's it's a neat little touch on it. It's really fun and weird for in a kind of weird, like malicious way if you look back on it, but it's still it's still like from a game design perspective, it's really fun. Yeah, I do like that they use the different races as, like, basically classes of enemy, you know? Different yeah. ways to approach them. I like the hunters. I love the hunter designs. Oh, yeah. Um, the encounters you have with them. There's so many bosses I could pick from the Soul series, but... Absolutely. Um, I think what comes to mind is just, like, frankly, like, a great design. I love the Abyss Watchers. Like, the whole thing about them and, like, the, the fight with them and everything. That's oh, yeah. my pick. The Abyss. You know, ask me tomorrow. I'm sure I'll have a different answer. But right now, Abyss Watcher sounds right. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a, a, a million uh, things that come into my head, but I guess it's between Big Daddy from Bioshock and nice. the Clickers from uh, Last of Us. Mm, yeah, that's a good that's one too. Nice. Uh, the head is like the locust. Mm. You mean the swarm, right? No, not the specifically not the swarm, <laughs> just the locust. Like you know, you you give me like the krill, maybe I would give you the krill. <laughs> oh, like little bats, a bunch of little bats, and nothing to me. Little bats. I've always had a big soft spot for the uh, the tyrants from Resident Evil. Yeah, I, I, specifically, Mr. X is cool. Oh, you know, I someone expected somebody to say Mr. X. I love uh, that they transform when they get more damaged, and I like the way they right. look when they transform. But I also like Mr. X, how like his his coat and mannerisms are like containing him, and then later on he yeah. breaks out of that. A doom, the old ones or the new ones, they had cool demons. Got some cool, cool yeah. Yeah, hey, the rocket hey, shoulders. Got some yeah, cool yeah, demons. You know, little meatball guy. Yeah, little meatball, yeah, flying meatballs. Cool stuff. 
I think the um, the Mantis Lords and Hollow Knight, is, I mean, not, maybe not aesthetically, but as far as like how they work as a boss, like how they're designed as an enemy, mm-hmm. it's a very satisfying fight. Very it, fun. It is. Satisfying. I love that fight. One of my favorites in the game. The uh, Leshens in Witcher 3. You guys remember those guys? Like the, the fucking tree yes. spirit yeah. things. Oh, yeah. oh you're yeah. talking about that oh, floating yeah. baby? He's in uh he's uh, in Monster Hunter Vita. Too. You can fight that in Monster Hunter. That specific thing yep, or a lesson. Yep. <laughs> he's in the game. Oh uh, creepy. I'd add I can't I can't really say what it is, but John's probably the only one that knows. Uh there's a monster <laughs> in Half Life Alex. Are you talking about Jeff? I'm talking about Jeff. Jeff Jeff look me Jeff be cool, dude. Yeah, Jeff's fucking he's something. He's something or other. He's something. Half Life itself has cool enemy designs. Some of the yeah, uh, the, the aliens. aliens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Too many to choose from. I don't think I could narrow it down to one. Yeah, I'm kind of just like the, spotting off stuff. That's... Of thinking it, at least. Yeah, no, I'm just spotting off stuff that sounds good. Yeah. Also, shout out to uh, G Birkin form. G Birkin form. Uh, what is it? Two or three? The one where he's like part. He's like human still, but he's got the big arms, the little arms. Two, yeah. and he's got like the skull head, and his head, his human head, is like in his chest. That's great. I see you. I think oh, the Witcher games in general listener. have great enemy design. They do. They have great monster designs. Vito, you were saying something. I think. And I hope you're happy, listener. This is a weird pull, but in Witcher Two, when you're on the battlefield and there's the um, the monster directing the enemy forces, the big oh, guy yeah. with the uh, yeah. he's like possessed, but he's the big guy with the weird like it looks like pyramid head a little bit. He's got the big like yeah, point head face. His voice is amazing. Like whatever effect they used for his voice, like the hollow metallic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. booming sound. I love that enemy because of that awesome, voice. Uh, awesome Actually, part of that game. You also yes, just brought great. up a, a really good set of everything is with like Pyramid Head is the Silent Absolutely. Hill franchise. Silent it's Hill is great. Fucking fantastic. And it floats with the entire theme of the story. It's really, really intelligent design. Yeah. I wish yeah. more of the later Silent Hill games didn't just abandon that completely. Yeah, and they were like, right. yeah, he's just, he's the guy. Pyramid Head sure <laughs> is the guy. <laughs> Hey guys, he's not James's guy. Hey guys, remember remember Pyramid Head? He's everyone's bet, guy. You bet I do. Not anymore. I mean, they tried to like, I guess, rectify it in what the shitty one was called, the uh, downpour. Mm-hmm. And you know, that in itself was a game. <laughs> uh, before we uh, before we close out, I just want to highlight John posted a Muttred Head. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to get into it because I feel like a lot of people may not have played the game. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. All, all of their enemies are very funny and a lot of yeah. little puns. Very good right. design, I agree. Ooh, I like the uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer people. Bosses. Yeah. Some of them are oh, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's put a pen on that. And let's, uh, let's wind down, fellas. Let's, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about the content that's coming up. We got some recording that happened today. I saw. It looks like Flask and Greg were I don't part of work about on this, another. Please. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> we finished up the final content for Rev Two, and uh, that should be going up soon. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> see that at the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash broken campfire. If you want to have your question read aloud and digested by the top minds over here at the Broken Campfire, you can send it to brokencampfire at gmail.com. An unofficial second avenue to contact us is uh, by sending compliments to Greg at Garquin93. Hello. I You know what's funny is I thought I, I had someone follow me on Twitter, and I was like, oh, shit, it's happening. But it was just like some, it was just like one of those like thought, uh, thought bots. Like, hey, <laughs> uh, have, taste my ass tonight. And I was like, oh, how upsetting. Taste my ass tonight. <laughs> well, oh, it's a, it's a name of, well, That's one of our viewers for sure. <laughs> so taste Greg's ass tonight. And rate us five out of five on iTunes. And, you know, give us, drop really us. get in deep. It's like, it's like sending great compliments on Twitter. But to the podcast on iTunes, you guys follow me? Yeah, Greg is like, Greg is like a filter. Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Sure, and he catches all the compliments for himself and leaves us nothing. No one will give me a compliment, and it hurts. No, so I'm Cal, saying the compliments go to us, but then you just take them for yourself. I so, wish, Cal. Of course, hello. Now, seeing seeing as how you uh. Seeing as how you've deigned to show up on this episode, the first uh, since episode one, why don't you go ahead and lead us into the outro? Okay. All right. Well, make it elaborate. Uh, of course. I'll make it uh, as elaborately as possible. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>